This is the WASD and Beyond Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the WASD and Beyond Podcast. This is the host with the most, uh, Matthew Graniel. And joined with me is my good friend, Evan, taking our lovely co-host, Nick's place. Evan, how you doing there, bud? I'm doing pretty all right, Matt. How about yourself? Uh, not too bad. You know, it's been, a, it's been a week. It's been a day. It's been one of those months over it. Already. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's I'm only... Yeah, it's 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 only a couple days of the month, and I'm fucking over it. All right, let's just let's just wrap it up and go to October. You know, right? Yeah, let's get spooky. Um, all right. Well, let's go ahead and start with uh the normal shit, which is how's your week been? What you been up to? Uh, it's been all right. Uh, had my first actual lecture of college this week. Um, that was exciting. Uh, just sitting there looking at everybody on Zoom for two hours. <laughs> It's, it's the worst just watching people like look and you, he'll ask a question you just see like 50 faces just nod up and down that they understand is <laughs> the worst but you know i'm i'm cool with it it only happens once a week so you know not too bad yeah that's not that bad yeah. um so speaking of college so everything is online and with like zoom and all of that shit right now right because of covid Pretty much everything is. I know that there are certain classes like culinary stuff at OCC, and I'm sure there's plenty of music classes that are uh, like, you know, very socially distanced. But if you can, if it's a class that you could teach online, it's taught online. There's very few that are, you know, in person or anything like that. Most of them I'd, I'd, I'd assume are online and maybe a couple are hybrid where mm-hmm. most of the work's done at home. But for certain like biology i'm i'm assuming for instance or something like that would be like there's a lab you have to be there right exactly so yeah i'd assume but all my classes are online this uh semester again so i'm not having a big deal with it sorry i almost i was trying not to fucking cough my brains out um you're good so okay i see how do you feel about like your online classes because like when i did college uh, which don't get me wrong, I was not, I'm not a school person. I'm not a very you know smarty smart, uh, <laughs> as you can tell by my my language. Uh, um, but yeah, no. When I had to take online classes, like and it may be different because you have those actual like Zoom lectures with the teacher. When I took online classes, and it was just like, hey, here's what you need to do. You fucking figure out how to do it. You go ahead and just teach yourself. And I'm like, but you, I'm paying you to teach me. Why am I having to teach myself, right? I right. paid hundreds of dollars for this class, hundreds of dollars for this fucking book for you to just be like, oh, yeah. You go ahead and read it and figure it out. And if you have any questions, email me. It's like, okay, I'm going to email you. I have a bunch of questions. Yeah. Three days later, like a day before the assignment is due, it's like, oh, yeah, here's the answers to your questions. It's like, dude, that doesn't help me. Yeah. Um, 
So that's been kind of interesting because I also have that kind of uh, experience to compare with my brother and sister because they're both doing online school for high school and they both hate it. Like they absolutely, they cannot do it. They hate it so much, even though like it's for me, it's never been that bad for this so far being in college and stuff. This is the only like lecture I have, but even then he's not lecturing us during that hour. He's more so like, if you have any questions, ask them so we can talk about them and discuss them with the class and we'll kind of go over the lecture he posts the lectures on youtube and we just watch them and take notes and oh okay we, we go in and we we ask questions if we have them that kind of thing if we uh, you know he'll ask us questions and so that we make sure we understand you know the uh, the material but i mean so far i i haven't had any problems with it i i, I like online schooling just because i don't have to deal with asking the teacher for questions i like for my first semester i don't think i ever one-on-one emailed message to talk to my teachers in any way whatsoever like i always just went and did the work and i got through it and it was no big deal um this semester is obviously pretty different just because it's a full semester so we have a full 15 weeks or whatever whereas before it was just eight weeks so every class was super like condensed so we yeah. had we i would say that we almost had less work to do though because it didn't feel like there was that much going on with these two classes i have so far i already feel like there's more work involved but mm-hmm. uh, they're also more science classes so there's a lot more hands-on uh, stuff like that and i mean i've been dealing with it well though like I'm, i've always been an online school type of person i've always been able to do it very well just because i look at it in the sense of you tell me that i can start my entire work week at monday at midnight I'll do all of it by 2 a.m. That way I can have the week to myself and I don't have to do anything else. So that's kind yeah. of my mentality on it. And then I just go through and do it. And then I get, you know, a good grade on it or whatever. And I'm like, cool, moving on. Like, right. Going to I play ENT. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, I had that same mentality, but I was never really able to put it into practice. I it was you. like, all right, cool. Yeah, here's what I need to do this week. And I have what I need to do next week. If I get this done today or tomorrow, then I have the rest of the week. What am I going to do? Play some fucking video games. Right. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's, I do it's that like, too. You idiot. Yeah, I do that. I procrastinate uh, as well. I started procrastinating a lot last semester where I was just like, yeah, you have like uh, three different sets of notes to turn in that you all have to write and they have to be two pages each. And I'd be like, uh-huh. And then I would wait until the last day and then I would do it all in like an hour and a half. And I'd be like, uh-huh, there you go. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I mean, I, I've done that. It was bad in high school because I would procrastinate and procrastinate is like, yeah, well, they you know it typically means that you wait until the last minute to do something but i kind of took it a step further and i waited until the last minute to do something and then still didn't do anything <laughs> so i just i didn't do yeah. anything no uh, um, yeah that was me 100 percent. yeah I, I was the same way and then uh when i first started college i mean that's how i was with english is i did all the regular work and then she'd say okay you have this four page essay that you have to turn in that has to have like this specific structure and I'd be like, okay. And she'd say, in two weeks on Sunday, you have to turn it in. If it's not turned in by midnight, uh, you don't get any points. And I would wait until Sunday at maybe 9.30. And then I would do all of it. <laughs> and But then it worked out. I got a good grade on everyone. I always got an A. So I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. But I hope you don't think that I'm like doing this throughout the week. I'm doing it for literally an hour <laughs> before I turn yeah. it in. And uh, it worked. So yeah, for some reason, it works out for me. But who knows how long that's, that's going to last. I was actually just watching a uh, a TED talk. It was just a snippet on like Facebook, but it was a guy talking about procrastination and how like, you know, th- there's different levels of procrastination because someone can put something off until it's time and then, you know, they just do it and it's done. 
right? Yeah. They kind of need that like little bit of push. Like I got to get this done in the next couple of days. Right. And then you got people who have like the panic monster who just like wait until the absolute last second until this guy comes out and is like, if you don't fucking do this now, like you have three hours to turn this in. It's like, I really got to get fucking going. Don't I? Yeah. I, I had a situation like that. Um, I had tried, it was the first time I tried doing online classes. Mm-hmm. I had like a couple online classes and then I had an OEOE class. So an open entry, open exit. Okay. So what I, do, are you familiar with that? I, I have, I think maybe Julian's talked about that, but I'm not sure. I don't, so the, I've never had one. The premise of it is, is like, okay, it, you have the first day of class, just like every other day, you know, and every other class, right? It's the very first day that like you, you go, you meet up. They talk about everything that you're going to do, like your syllabus and all that shit, right? Right. And then it's just up to you to get it all done. So you can you huh. can get it all done in the first month and then the next, you know, the rest of the time you're you're you don't have to worry about it. Or you can do what I did, which is wait until the last four days and do the entire <laughs> class worth of work in four days That's and awesome. pass with a C minus. Hey man, if it works, it works. Um, it didn't work. I was scrambling. My family was helping me. They're bitching at me the whole time. Like, why didn't you fucking do this? I'm like, oh, I was playing games. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was, I was busy playing Tarkov. Like, I had other priorities. <laughs> like, right. I mean, maybe I had one of those. I, I remember for, like like I said, I was not good in high school. So there were, I didn't technically graduate late. I still graduated the same year, but I graduated like a month late. Just because mm-hmm. I had an extra class or two to finish up. And they had this, like, online like a separate school but it was still in the district so like i still graduated from my district uh just like had a different diploma i guess Um, right they had classes like that but they weren't like open entry open exit but they were in that same vein of like they give you everything in that first day and then they're like do it and you know if you're done and this you know you're done and they had some i had some math class i had to make up but i chose like this like it was like a side portion that still gave me the same amount of credit. It was like some sort of like practical math skills, like everyday shit. Mm-hmm. And apparently there was like a record for that, like online school for like how fast you could finish it. And I finished like a four week class in 53 minutes. And I got a $200 gift card. <laughs> like you can get a $200. What? Gift yeah. I, what I, the fuck? I where was that? Where I need that incentive? Like, hey, if you finish this class early, you get a, you get fucking money. They like, sign me up, pay me my money back, bitch. They literally told me they were like, so the record before was like sixty four minutes, and I was like, I could beat that easy. Yeah. <laughs> and I That's went through, change. Yeah, I went through and I did it in fifty three minutes, and I texted my instructor, or Proctor, or whatever, and I was like, hey, uh, I finished this whole class. Um, I think my time, I think I said like some wrong time. I think for me, it felt shorter. So I said like 40 minutes and she's like, oh, you got it done in 53. And I was like, awesome. She's like, uh, what kind of gift card uh, gift card do you want? And I said, like, I think I said Amazon because you can get anything from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Or, or they asked, like, do you want something from Best Buy? And I was like, nah, I'm cool. Just give me the Amazon card. Right. Like, I'll just build up that credit on Amazon so I can get something really cool later. 
Right. Give me that Amazon or just give me a fucking Visa prepaid. Let me spend right. it on whatever the fuck I want because right. they're going to be like, here's a, 200 diff- here's a $200 gift card to Dave & Buster's. It's like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Who even goes to Dave & Buster's? <laughs> How am I going to use all this? <laughs> like, you mean I need to find women to take out on dates to then spend this? Like, this is stupid. What am I going to do with this? And how am I going to... I'm going to look pretty cool when I take them out and I'm going to be like, yeah, look at this prepaid card I got from finishing the class early. <laughs> here's... Okay, here's something... This has always been like a debate for, I remember when I was growing up, this was like a question that was asked to me, it was completely off topic, not even relevant whatsoever, but gotcha. um, according to the females that I know, yeah. um, is off-putting if you take a girl out on a date and you have like prepaid gift cards or coupons or something like that. And I'm sitting here going why is that bad right that's a good thing like you see this man who is like i'm gonna take you out to the dinner and guess what i got a 25 percent off gift like 20 25 percent off coupon right like cool i got an awesome meal and this dude knows how to like work with money like he yeah. knows how to save money like is smart about it how is that a bad thing i, I don't get it i have never heard of this but my brain is like pondering this in all different areas of like how could you like because i I see what you're saying i totally understand i agree with you because i'm trying to remember an instance i can't recall one but like if i were out with like a girlfriend and i said like oh yeah you want to get some like dinner and we went to like some nice restaurant and i had like a 25 percent off card or i got like a meal free with like this card i brought in I would totally use it. I wouldn't fake it at all. I'd be like, yeah, here's a like free meal that I got. So your meal's free. So I'm paying for just my own or like my meal's free. I'm paying for yours or whatever. Like, right. It's the same idea. Yeah. Yeah. Same concept. So I would just, and like, if, if that's off putting, it's like, I'm sorry, but like I'm saving my money, but I'm still taking you out for something nice. Yeah. So it's exactly. a win in both our scenarios. Like not that it would be a lose in my situation if I had to pay for you, but it works out to both our our in our favor, especially because I'm paying less, but we're still getting exactly what we'd get even if I were paying for you. Like yeah, so I don't I don't really see how that's off putting. I don't. I don't. I I don't either because like I have like a fifty dollar Buffalo Wild Wings gift card, use right? It. And well, okay, but here's the thing. Like yeah, I could use that shit and go out by myself or with like a friend or two. You know, maybe I'm nice and I pick up the tab. Right. Or hear me out. I can go to Buffalo Wild Wings for like two or three dates, right? You get a couple, you get some wings, you get some beers, you know, and if that doesn't take up like the whole $50, then you have a little bit left off your next bill on the next time you go back, right? Like, right. why is that a bad thing? I don't know. It, it, we we started talking about it, it jumped in my head. I'm sorry. No, no, I, I, I that's a great, I've never heard of that before. So that was very like profound to hear of just that that thought of like how is that off-putting i don't get it like it it is you know considered cheap right right that's that's what i was assuming but but it's like like, okay but i it's it's not so much cheap as it is maybe just you know managing your money better or if you're gonna go out and have a good time like you're still gonna go out and have a good time or you know hopefully um And, you know, have a couple drinks. You're still going to, you know, enjoy your date and all of that. But then you get 10 bucks off on your meal. Like, cool. It didn't hurt the bank that much and still had a good time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sorry, ladies, but sometimes we got to be Mr. Krabs. Like, we can't can't all just have that ready to go. Silence and money. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I agree 100%. 
Yeah, no, that's cool. All right. I think we've uh we've uh fucked around and bantered enough for a little bit. Uh let's probably move on. Yeah, let's shall do we? It. Yeah. No, scratch that. I gotta use go and use the bathroom. <laughs> nice. Good good joke. <laughs> Sorry, that's an in- little, little bit of an inside joke there. Very good callback. Um, all right. Anyways, so yeah, let's move on to today's actual topic, which is one of my, actually probably my favorite game of all time. If not, it's definitely in my top five. I've talked about it a fuck ton. I literally like suck this game's balls, right? <laughs> like I'm constantly just like, this game is amazing. This game is amazing. Why don't you be like this game? Yeah. So um, it took me a while to get you into it as well. I know I, I initially bought it for you and you're like, no, I don't like this game. It's trash. Yeah. And then, and then like a year or two later, you're like, all right, you know what? This this game is actually pretty fucking sweet. Like, let me try it. Yeah, that's a, definitely yeah. how it came about for me. Um, okay, and so that game is Escape from Tarkov. So applause, applause. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Woo. Good. All right. For those of you who don't know what Escape from Tarkov is, it is a game that is on PC, and it is being developed by the company Battlestate Games. Um. It is a first-person shooter, looter, MMO-ish, RPG-ish type of game. It's, it's all it, great. Yeah, it's got a very large scope of like what this game is going to be, which we're kind of going to get into a little bit of detail about today. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I, I feel like this team actually, just given enough time, are actually able to achieve it, especially since... like. I mean, especially since, um, like, I've been playing it for quite a while, right? And I have seen the the updates, and I've seen the, the work that they're putting into it. And it's yeah. like, all right, these guys can actually do it. They just need more time and maybe, you know, some extra people on the staff to help get that shit done and out. Yeah, you've been playing for, like, three or four years, haven't you? Like, since it was announced or released or something like that, right? No, actually, I actually, I jumped into it fairly-ish late um i got interested in it around like patch six like point six point seven i think it was near the tail end of patch point seven that i started playing it was about two and a half years ago now probably closing in on three gotcha um and it was just before patch point eight came out and that introduced the in the map interchange along with like ragman as a trader and all that stuff so okay i've been playing it for a little while now um yeah so okay i want to talk about okay so the weird thing about this game is there's just so much detail yeah there is so much detail between your inventory all of your guns the gun customization you literally have to not even not only do you have to like um purchase with your in-game money all of these different items like all of your your attachments and stuff like that but then you have to make sure you have all the right fucking parts it's not a game where like you can just swap the optic from one gun to another right no you got to change out the fucking railing and then you have to do this with it as well and if you want this grip uh, you know this pistol grip. Well, you can't use this this stock. You have to change it and shit like that, right? Right. Um, on top of that, there is just a fucking heap of medical 
items that you have to, you know, that you use for your, your guy, your character. Um, there's so many different types of fucking armors and helmets and backpacks and fucking ammo and all of these different. It's just, it's absurd how, how much is in this game already, right? How complex it is. There's so many bullets. Literally like the fact that the community has to constantly make spreadsheets of like, Hey guys, this is what we think the values are now. And everyone just goes, okay, we'll just go with what you say. Yeah. Websites dedicated to just showing like a graph of like, okay, well, here's the type of ammo you're looking for. So here's the best ammo we had. We think that's available right now. And like, just going from that, like, and being added in more every update. Like, yeah, I was just playing yesterday and they added in new, uh, like uh, nine mil rounds for the uh, M9. They're called, Did they? They're called Quake Makers. The fuck? I Quake used them, makers. and they are devastating. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't remember. It was difficult to tell how good they were just because I was already hurt in this specific raid. But like, I dropped this guy in a good couple of shots, and he had some good armor on. But like, they they look good, uh, which obviously you know you can't really tell how good a bullet's going to be just by the look of it. But like, they had pretty good like recoil in terms of like they weren't too bad and uh, accuracy was higher so like just even then that alone though that's just the most recent update they added in a couple of new you know shells and rounds and stuff like that but there's already hundreds it feels like of different ones there is from yeah there is probably at least 80 or more different different types of ammunitions yeah that's as well as different like class types right you got your fucking you have your um was it eight five six like your eight five five like the uh, five five six you have your seven six two you have your nine by nineteens your nine by eighteens your nine by thirty nines for like the oh, yeah. barrels and oh, shit yeah. the five forty five by thirty nines for like the AK variants or whatever they right, had yeah exactly. they, they, there's just so many types of ammo so for someone who's newer to the game no idea what the fuck is going on no idea they <laughs> oh yeah there's no help there's no help there's no tutorial. There is not. At the moment, there's not. That is something that is planned, Thank but uh, yeah, it is definitely. I remember when I started it, and I like literally I launched it, and I was like, okay, I've been watching a lot of content about it. I think I got an idea, and then I started it up, and I'm like, yeah, nope, just nope no idea what the fuck is happening. Yeah, you're like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know where to go from here. I don't know how to do this or that. Yeah, no, I get uh, it. I remember actually, I watched a, a video of uh, the doc. Oh, when he exactly. first started playing EFT and he was like, I don't want any help. I want to experience it like you guys did. And he opened it up and he looked at his inventory. And he was just like, he's like, what, I what, have what, no what, idea. What? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Literally just like shuggy. He's like, I don't know what any of this is. What the fuck chat? It, it's overwhelming. It is truly it like is. something you oh. got to look at all of it and just kind of go, Oh man, like you got to look it up right away. You got to open right. up YouTube. You got to open up the wiki. <laughs> yeah. It is definitely a game where, knowledge is power and the knowledge comes from the community right they want the community to figure it out and share it amongst themselves they don't want to just hand everything to you it's about you know the tr- the, the process of trial and error right. over and over and over and over and over again yes that bullshit um Very so i feel unique. like yeah i feel like i kind of jumped ahead a little bit let's go back um yeah. so essentially escape from tarkov like i was saying is without a doubt is a first person shooter that is the mainstay of that game right um there's two two different ways that you can play it you have your private military contractor or your pmc yeah he is your main dude he's the one that's gonna die a hundred and thousand hundred and ten thousand times um the idea is you are 
going into instance-based raids on different maps, trying to complete quests, getting XP, unlocking shit, unlocking more quests, going back, doing it again. Now, there is a lot of twists that come along with this game. The main one being is that... um, Let's see. Like, if you go into the raid and you die, everything that you had with you that you brought into the raid is now gone pretty much forever, right? Probably never going to see it back. You know, there are ways around that, but for the most part, if you die, you're probably not getting your shit back. It's gone forever. Yeah. So now you're just like, it, it makes your, your actual lives matter, right? You can, you, you know, you set up in call of duty, you just, you know, Oh, this looks cool. You know, this is good. And then you just run around and die a thousand times. Like whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. There's no risks risk to it. it. This is that, it, this game has that risk reward of like, Hey, I'm going to take in this real fucking Gucci gun with this like super, you know, like this level five, level six armors, all of the best shit. And if you die, you lose all of that for good. Yes. Something um, we're both well versed in. Yes. <laughs> Losing yes. that stuff. Yeah. Yes. Um, so then on top of that, there is the other side of that, where when you go into a raid, there is not only a whole heap of fucking loot that you can find a heap. Every item in the fucking game has a purpose, has something that it can, it can be used for, can be sold for, can be sold on. They have a flea market where players can trade amongst themselves, um, setting their own prices and stuff like that. And then on top of that, you have to extract and get out alive in order to keep all of that. So you have to go to basically the other side of the map from where you spawned alive and go to your extraction zone and make it out. Yeah, the the best. Yeah, which is, I mean, fucking hate doing that. Oh, yeah, um, it's the worst. It, it has been cool lately in the game. They have been, like, for a good majority of the game's time frame, it was, hey, go to this area, stand around for 10 seconds, you're done. Yeah. Now they've been actually including a lot of um, restrictions and things that need to happen before you can extract at places, right? Some places you have to you have to go to this place across the map, turn on the power so that way you can then go to this place and get out alive. Or you need a key. Or, yeah, yeah, or you need a key, or you can't go into this spot unless you don't have a backpack. Or if you go, you know, if you're going to climb down this cliff to get out, you're not allowed to wear body armor. So now you have to work around those restrictions in order to in order to, to make it out, right? Like, is it worth me losing, like, dropping this body armor, not getting it back so I can get out with the rest of the shit that I have on me? Right. So, um, thought, like, it was a really, like, I think it's a really cool concept, really cool way to go about a game like this, especially um, since they've executed it very well. And that's what initially drew me in was that whole risk-reward of, like, all right, I want all of the good shit and I don't want to lose it. So, like... right. Maybe I don't engage this guy that's, you know, just walking by. Maybe I just let him pass so that way I can just sneak out. Every engagement matters, and you have to weigh that sort of, like, you know, say you've already gotten through, you're halfway through the map, you're almost out, you've completed your quest, you killed a couple of other players, so you got some pretty good loot, you got some good ammo, you maybe got a good bit of money from them and whatnot, and you see another guy, he's juiced more than the other guys you've killed. You have to weigh that risk of, do I want to try to kill him and take what he's got if i even can because obviously uh there's a weight system so you can't take 
everything. You have to, you know, truly look at everything, how much it weighs and see, well, what can I take? Am I going to get too tired? Will I not have the speed I need to run? And, and, you know, that kind of thing. Or as you say, take a tactical break and, and sit and let your guy recover a bit. Tactical um, timeout. Yeah, exactly. Tactical <laughs> nap. Like, um, that that also is uh, another thing that drew, that drew me in once I started watching you and, and uh, Jake and Shane play it was was that sort of like you have to look at what you're doing and go well I'm not gonna fight that guy just because I have I've completed my stuff or like certain quests you have to get something and you have to get it alive with it so and I've experienced that before where it's I got this thing it's super hard to get and now I got to get out and now every person, every gunshot I hear I'm jumping at. Cause I don't know if it's directed at me or where it's at and that kind of thing. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it definitely gets your, your heart pounding through every raid, depending on what you're doing. You're always like, yeah. I have cool shit. I don't want to lose it. And then more often than not, you will, you'll lose it. Oh, definitely. Um, getting but, over your gear fear is yeah. one of the toughest journeys I ever had to do because what drew me into the game was all of the loot. Like there's yeah. so much and there's so many cool different things that you can do with your weapons. When you find one, you're like, yo, this shit is fucking lit. I need to get out. And then you lose it. And like some dude just like fucking snipes you while you're running. You're like, fuck this stupid fucking game. Like, yeah, you're mad, man. Yeah, no, I get right. it. Or you have that rush when like you take out a three man by yourself and you just grab as much of their shit as you can. You're fucking hobbling to the extract and you make it out and like you're fucking literally shaking like that was an intense raid. I need to take a 10 minute break and calm down. Yeah, I need to go like sit and breathe for a minute and like like meditate just because of what happened. Yeah, no, I've experienced that, too. It's it's so much fun just playing through it and going and getting either good loot, getting through a really hard quest or just going in like with buddies and just saying you know what let's just try and kill things kill people um and mm-hmm. i'm surprised at how many things happen on accident too um you know uh just going in with a couple of buddies and going like yeah well, i just want to complete this quest trial you know i just want to walk around this part of the map and see what we can find and stuff like that and then you get into some firefight that lasts 15 minutes you know or you know or it ends in 30 seconds because a grenade lands in front of all of you and you all get dropped or you do the same to them and that kind of thing right um, and it's impressive too because uh you know just like how you mentioned in cod you know there's no risk and you also it's an instant gratification right you kill somebody you know you killed them you get the points you're done you don't get that in tarkov you could shoot somebody or throw a grenade across you know a wall or whatever and if it explodes you don't hear anything your next decision is do i want to peek my head out because i don't Mm -hmm. know if i killed them i don't know if they're dead i don't know if they got their bead on me or if they flanked me or whatever like it's very realistic in that regard i like that about it yeah they easily could have heard the nade reposition the moment you go around that wall to check if they're dead they got a fucking line of sight on you waiting for where that nade was yeah you know um yeah no like so additionally there is your out of raid inventory which is where everything is stored right so anything that you survive the raid with you get to take into your inventory and place it all over um, and take it all over and transfer it type of deal. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then along with that, they now have a hideout. The hideout is you're able to upgrade it and you get additional benefits from it. Right. So you can start your, your crafting of items from the hideout. So you can make your ammunitions, you can make your, your grenades, 
You don't have to spend as much money on them because you can be crafting them. You can make fuel for your generator. You can make a a shooting range in your hideout to test out your weapons and shit like that. You can upgrade your stash capacity so that way you can hold more things in your inventory, which doesn't make the game easier, but makes it more convenient. Um, yeah, you could argue that. <laughs> I mean, when I okay, so when you got me the game, you got me just the standard edition. Um, right. Which is, I don't remember the specific stash size in terms of uh, blocks. It's a uh, very fucking small. Yeah, not not a lot of space. And then when I uh, this year upgraded to the uh, Edge of Darkness edition, the highest edition you can get, um, that gave me a massive amount of stash size. And within the first week of this newest patch, it was full. I had used, I had, you know, ran in with minimal stuff, came out with a bunch, and then it was like, I think it was with not even a week, it was probably within the first three or four days, I had a full stash. And I was like, mm-hmm. this didn't mean jack. Like, it's yeah. cool, because I have a lot more than I'd have regularly, but I don't have any space to hide anything or to put anything in. Like, I can't, you know, so you start learning how to play, you know, Russian Tetris, which I mean, Tetris is already Russian, but you start learning how uh yeah the, if i remember watching a documentary the r is backwards like uh the r and like uh russian oh yeah. i never even thought yeah. of that i just thought yes. it was a cool stylistic choice yeah no it's it's russian and yeah so but you learn how to do that and you learn how to you know stack your backpacks and start stacking things or disassembling weapons um mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff but yeah no like the hideout, like you said, is uh, very helpful as you go in through the game because before it wasn't like that. You just kind of had to go in and you kept going through. You didn't get to build shit, or you could no. do you could do the barter trades like uh, you still can now, but you wouldn't be able to you know have a l- little space you know to to um, improve your uh, energy recovery after a raid or anything like that. You just kind of had to sit and wait and you know or use stuff in your inventory your stash to get that energy back up whereas now you know you could get you level up that uh, hideout part enough you're getting a little bit more back each you know minute or each second or whatever so it helps you out as you go um which i think is a bigger incentive for players uh, to continue going through it because there isn't it there is something good that you get for completing tasks and missions and getting new shit right right um additionally in the hideout so it's one of those things of like the more you play the less you're sort of punished in a sense where like you don't have to spend as time as much time out of raid waiting for your guy to heal or healing up your guy with your limited amount of meds um you know you, you start upgrading the stuff in your hideout and your time in between raids starts to decrease you're able to start jumping back into the action more and more and more as you level up and you start to get the ball rolling with your guy in your account yeah so that you know that that's that's really cool with how well that is balanced out um additionally the hideout there's a part where you can even reduce the school the cooldown of your scav raids yeah. so you can even start doing those more often and that is the other way that you can play the game that yeah. we're going to get into. Um, kind of went off on a tangent before we explained this, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, so as I was saying, there's two ways, there's two two types of people you can play as, right? You can play as your main character, your your PMC, yeah, or you can play as a scav. Now, or, you know, they're scavengers. They're the AI that are around in the maps as well as your other you know there's other players as well yeah scavs are on a timed cooldown 
So you can't just do them back to back to back to back to back because um, it's essentially a free loadout. Yeah. You go in as a scav, you just get a random loadout. Sometimes you get some, you know, some cool weapons that are going to be good for you to PvP against. And other times you just get a whole bunch of bullshit. Or sometimes you even get like good loot when you spawn in. You're like, all right, I don't even want to finish the scav. Like, I don't even want to do anything. I just want to leave. Like, I I already got it up. I'm I'm out. Right, like, you know, oh, I really needed this for my quest. Like, let's just get the fuck out. Um, so that's the other way to do it. And there's a few positives to it in, like, when your main guy, your PMC, is running low on stuff and you're not, you don't have a whole lot in your inventory, that's a great way of, like, you can just go in with a scav run, you know, just take that loadout, whatever it is, get the fuck out, and now you've gotten yourself a free loadout that you can take in for your PMC. Right. Or you can do more PvP than you normally would on your PMC because this stuff doesn't matter, right? This is a free loadout. It's not going to affect you in any way, shape, or form if you lose it, right? So why not go and try to kill that sweaty dude? Because one out of 15 times, you actually get to kill him, and then you get all of that good sweaty shit. Right. Um, Let's see. You brought up something uh, interesting with the scav runs too, in that um, you know you get a free loadout. It's uh, worth mentioning that m- more often than not, that free loadout is not going to be uh, as good as some uh, players are actually meeting in that same raid. Um, no, you get you get typically like I wouldn't necessarily say garbage because it's all based on a random you know generator. So sometimes you do get a really nice uh, sniper rifle um, and things like that. So you get to know, like, okay, I'm walking in with, you know, this little SMG. It's basically worthless. So if I get into a fight with a PMC, an actual player, chances are I won't really make that big of a difference unless they're running in with just a pistol and no armor or helmet or anything. But if you go up against a guy who's got, you know, a level 5 vest and a really good helmet and he's got, you know, some really crazy tricked out M4, you're not really walking away unless you're um, pestily, essentially. You're not winning that fight. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, that man's is a god at the game. Uh, he is. He I don't even understand it. it. Yeah. Um, so, as I had brought up with the scavs, how they the those are the AI that are around the map, right? Right. There are additional types of AI that's throughout the game as well, and this is where it kind of starts to get a lot more fun and a less realistic. Yeah, that was one thing I forgot to mention. Um, this game, it, it's it's not like a milsim. It's not intended to be a hundred percent realistic, but it tries to be grounded in reality as much as it can, right? Especially with the ballistics, like, right? I would say, like with the armor system and ballistics, it's very grounded in how bullets will actually work, how armor plates actually work, how helmets work. You know, it's not something like you can just like oh well you know for instance a great example in terms of like armor and stuff like that how it you know doesn't actually work as a game like counter-strike where you just buy a vest and it you know you still take damage um in a way of like you can essentially you could put on a helmet and cs and if you get shot in the head more likely than not you're going to die sometimes it'll save your life um but it doesn't work as consistently and certain guns just kill it right off the bat uh, and stuff like that whereas in um, Tarkov it really it, all of that depends in a lot more of a different way like it's not simple values it can be 
you know, from anything of, of you could say in, in CS, you know, you have an M4 and this headshot will maybe kill them in one hit. Maybe it won't. But if you go into Tarkov and you have an M4, it depends on your ammo, right? You know, it it there's it's more than just your ammo, right? It it, right. it relies heavily on your ammo, but it also depends on things like you know what kind of helmet is it? Is it like what's the armor rating on that helmet? It's you know a better helmet's going to block better bullets. It's going to, you know, you have you have helmets that have ricochet chances where. Right. You know, depending on the angle, like literally the trajectory of how you're shot in the fucking head, the bullet might just bounce off and you might be okay, right? Like exactly. your guys can cuss, you have no idea what the fuck happened, but you got yeah, shot in the head and yeah, live. Yeah. Right. Where usually that does not happen. Yeah, no. Um, it really depends on everything. One of the one of the I would say one of the best things that they've done in the in the time that I started playing, or in the amount of time that I've been playing is the face hitbox before if you had any sort of helmet it didn't matter what kind of helmet it was it would give protection like in counter-strike or something like that to your entire head right right now what they've done is it literally only protects the areas that it that the helmet is there right so if you have a helmet and it does not cover your face and someone shoots you with a stupid little pistol in your face you're dead because someone shot you in the fucking face. Yeah, that went through your you know? eye. Like, you're gone. It doesn't matter right. if you had exactly. a level 6 helmet. It doesn't mean anything. Right. You can have a level 5 helmet, and it doesn't cover the ears. And you shoot someone in the ear, and it's like they don't have any armor there at all. So yeah. now it emphasizes, you know, not only do you need a good helmet, but you also maybe want to consider having a ballistic face shield mm-hmm. to cover that stuff, right? To make sure that it covers as much of your face as possible. Yeah, and and a good point of saying that too. I just thought about specifically with helmets. I would say, I mean, with armor, that's all kind of dependent in terms of like if you're wearing an actual vest or if you're wearing a, an armored rig, because those come into play differently. But like a good point that I wanted to bring up with that is, so you get, let's say you get, you know, a level five helmet, and you're like, okay, well, I can get these cool little like ear covers or like this mandible that covers like my cheeks and it goes up to cover my ears. So if you put that on, you can't put on headphones, and headphones amplify certain noise, uh, certain frequencies, so you can hear things better, maybe gunshots more clearly, or footsteps, that kind of thing. Um, or that face shield, even though it protects your face, it kind of blurs your vision a bit. It's a little bit harder to see certain things, and at distance, it's definitely not easy, and it's kind of usually uh, something you'd want to flip up in that kind of regard. So there's a drawback to everything. So it's like, oh, I got this really nice helmet. Do I want to have headphones to hear things better? Or do I want to have something that's going to cover my ears so that way I don't get shot by some random scav that's, you know, a mile away that has like a Mosin that's just going to drop me, you know? So everything's got a certain risk reward or like uh, uh pro and con to it, essentially. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, so, but with that being said, I, once again, we are just all over the fucking place. Yeah. I was bringing up, I was bringing up the AI and the different types of AI. So, once again, this is where it starts to. This is one of the reasons why it's not like a full mill sim, because right. they have different types of AI. There is the like the the normal fucking guys who either can hit you from two hundred yards away with a shotgun and kill you, or they're right in front of you and they miss every single shot. Right, <laughs> fucking brain dead, and then sometimes they just turn on their aimbot. Right. 
Those are your regular AI scavengers. Then you get into the bullshit because you have you have uncertain maps. You have the ability for it to spawn what are raiders. Now raiders are AI scavengers who their backstory is that they used to be their former private military contractors. So they have Gucci gear, they have Gucci aim, and they kill you really fucking fast, oh, right? You have to, you literally have to fight these guys differently than you would a normal scav because like if you peek them for more than a second, they're putting shots on you. If you peek them with only your head, they're going to shoot you in the head, right? Right. So like you have to you have to take this different approach to kill these guys because they're so deadly and they have like a billion grenades that are they just Kobe that shit on top of you. Like you just hear, you know, like, uh, oh, Bushki. you're like, what the fuck was that? Jink. And you're yeah. like, what the fuck? How did I die? Um, and they work together, too. Like you, you'll never find a raider on their own. You'll usually find a group of them and right. they work together like actual, you know, squad mates would. So you can mm-hmm. be pinned by one there's more than likely going to be two or three that are flanking you. So you right. really have to work through that, it, it, like, on the fly. And, uh, you know, piled with, like you said, their aim and, uh, you know, how quick they are to react. You're really putting on a strong, they're putting on a strong fight for just one person. Even mm-hmm. for, you know, if it were you, me, and a couple of other guys, it still wouldn't be something like a walk in the park where you could just, it's not like God again, where you could just take a good couple of headshots and drop them. Like, that's a good firefight that you're talking about there. Right, exactly. It, it's that's it, it. It it makes you think about the game differently, right? Because like, depending on the map that you're going to go to, you need to think more so about your loadout and what you're going to bring in. Because if you're going to a map that doesn't have raiders, you can probably get by with doing a nice little budget run. If you're going to a map that has raiders, okay, is this shotgun with buckshot really going to help me if I run into these raiders? Probably not. No. Maybe I should try to bring an AK. Yeah, you know, something a bit better. Right, something that has just a little more stopping power, a little bit better of a chance to to take these guys out. And so then that leads us into the next bullshit, which is the scav bosses. My favorite guys. Now these guys, I actually I do love them, and they yeah. are so much fun to 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 fight against because they're all unique in their own different ways, and they all have this you know this cool backstory and this lore to them. And they're fucking bullshit. Oh, they're hey, oh my god! I love them and I hate them. Right? That that's the entirety of this game for me. I fucking love it and I fucking hate it. Oh, they're hackers, man. Those bosses are hackers. You know it. There's no way. So as of right now in the game, there is Gluhar on reserve. Yes, Gluhar is a big beast, badass motherfucker. With I think he has the most health out of all of the scab bosses. But he doesn't have any real like armor to back that up. So, you know, if you're able to get a good clean, you know, seven or eight shots on his fucking head, then you, you, you're probably going to win that. That is indeed uh, true. But then, of course, he comes along with six other essentially raiders, right? Yeah. They're the scav boss minions. So they're they're essentially raiders, but sometimes they're a lot better than raiders and sometimes they're a lot worse than raiders and they're more so aligned with just regular scavs. Right. It all just depends on what scav boss you're talking about because like I said, there's Gluhar and he comes with like five or six dudes who will split up and roam and try to hunt people down. And once they find PMCs to kill, then they all converge on that location. Um, there is Rashala. Yes. Who he is a greedy little sneaky bitch. 
that he's likes to favorite. be in customs. Yeah, he's my favorite. Um, he he also has like five henchmen that do his bidding for him while he goes and hides. Whereas yeah. Gluhar is like, no, I'm gonna fuck this guy up. I got a fifty kill, you know. Yeah, he participates. Um, yeah, right. Where Rashala usually like, if you take out his henchmen, he's normally no issue at all. Right, it's just getting past his five bodyguards. Yeah, they have more armor than him. They've usually, I'd say, better weapons as well. Um, oh yeah, they, uh, yeah, one hundred percent. They usually all have AKs. He has an AK too, but it's a five five six AK versus the the five four five AKs. So you know the five four five AKs from his henchmen usually have better ammo to take down better geared PMCs yeah. compared to Rashala himself. Um, and no armor. he's got no armor, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. No helmet. There is Kila or Killa. Yeah. Now he's the fucking. He is the fucking worst. I hate him. So he hangs out on interchange. He has level five armor. A level six, or no, he's got a level four helmet with level six face shield. So, like, good luck actually shooting him in the head. You actually need to aim for his legs, or you need to have good enough ammo to go through his armor. Right? Good luck with on, that. On top of that, he just fucking bum rushes you. You get anywhere within, like, a vicinity of him, and he is like, well, I'm coming for them fucking cheeks. And he yeah. just just comes out of nowhere, throws, like, 14 grenades at you. You're like, what the fuck is happening? And then you're just immediately dead. We have plenty of stories about him. Oh my god, so many. Literally every time you go to interchange, it's like, I wonder if Killa is here. Yeah. And you're yeah, like, yeah, no, he's here. Yep. And then immediately you hear like three grenades going in your direction. You're like, all right, it's time to leave. He's here. <laughs> yeah, I've probably um, had the most encounters with him out of any scav boss. So when my roommate Shane lived here, my old roommate, he moved out, but, um, you know, we used to play Tarkov together a lot. Yeah. Literally, anytime we played Interchange and we ran into Killa, I could actually hear him physically from the other <laughs> side of the house, like, oh my god, it's Killa! And, like, freaking the fuck out. Oh, that was the best. That was, And it was always oh. great because you wouldn't know. You would hear gunshots and you'd be like, Shane, everything okay? And he'd be like, hold on, I think I hear something. And then you would hear him scream, Killa. And you, I could never focus after that because I'd be laughing so hard because I'd just be like, I, you'd hear him yell. And then within maybe, if he was lucky, three or four seconds, you'd hear him scream again. And you'd be like, you good? And he'd be like, no, nah, I'm dead. And you'd be like, yeah, uh -huh, that's how it goes. <laughs> like, yeah, no, he's the worst. Um, he also has, he has like three different guns that he can have. The yeah. main one is his, R, his RPK. Yeah. And that's a fucking, that's a beast of a rifle. Um. I don't mess with it. No, no. Usually, like, I I'm like, okay, I think I think Killa's around. Like, you know, maybe I can sneak up on him, and then I hear him talk and like aggro on me, and I'm like, no, 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 fucking going, leaving, leaving, leaving. Time to run. Time to run. Right. Pass me. Go. Let's see. So on on woods for the scab boss. There, there is now Sturman. He is actually the guy that you see as the actual. Battlestate game or the Escape from Tarkov logo, right? He's got an SVD and an AK-105. He's got two henchmen, and they do long-range engagements extremely fucking well. Oh yeah, you hear his SVD crack off, and you're like, All right, I don't know if I'm getting shot at or if he's trying to bait. And then you hear one more, and you're just dead. Yeah, like, you're lucky to hear it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, the SVD or is it the SVD? Yeah, it's the SVD. I keep I always get it mixed up with the SV ninety eight because they both start with SV. No, yeah, it's the SVD. Yeah, he uses that. Right. Um, very very powerful gun. 
very powerful ammo in Escape from Tarkov, so it's it's no joke, right? You need to find good cover. You need to bait them out of their cover. You know, you you once again, along with all of this stuff, is you need to approach all of these different bosses in different ways, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, really, really well done. And then they just added the newest one at the moment, which is Sanitar. Yes, and on he's shoreline. on shoreline. Yeah, and he is. He's more like medic based. Like Right. He still has a shit ton of health. It's still gonna you know, he's a fucking bullet sponge, but he has a lot of unique medical items that he can have that you can't yeah. get anywhere else and have a whole bunch of really cool, awesome, powerful effects. Or I think there's even like one or two that are just like, Hey, figure out what the fuck happens. Like it's just random every time. Like sometimes it'll be good. Sometimes it'll be bad. Yeah. No, we talked about that when he came out. Cause yeah, there is like some, cause he used to be like his backstory is he worked at like the, the labs area and he was uh, like a medical doctor type thing. Like he was a, a lab person and he like concocted his own little cocktails of uh, various like you know morphine epinephrine all that kind of stuff he kind of combined them and made his own little uh, stims essentially and mm-hmm. not only like in all the other bosses like Gluhar and Rashala and Sturman and Killa like they can't heal their their minions whereas Sturman can Sturman will heal himself he'll heal his minions and mm-hmm. like you said yes those um there are some where it kind of just there's a lot of debuffs it gives you but for half an hour, which is a good portion of a raid, you would Pretty have much the entirety of the raid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For however long you would usually be there, um, you know, you can have uh, faster sprint speed, or you know, you can carry a hundred kilos more weight, and you right. can just, you know, okay. So now you take that and you run into a place where there's going to be a lot of traffic of PMCs, and you just run in there and you merc everybody. You take the stem. Now you're carrying all that shit out. Mm-hmm. and you're fine like it, obviously there are those debuffs that come with it but yeah like he's got he's a completely different approach because you know that you can shoot him in the chest five times but when you fight him again if you kind of lose a beat on him he might have all that health back you don't know so it's very um it's very uh like you said it's challenging and you have to approach every boss differently and you have to kind of assess uh, just like with a regular player is it worth fighting like which more often than not will you walk away from that fight most likely not but it's really fun to try it's fun mm-hmm. to give it a shot and see if you can do it which i've been fortunate enough to kill rashala a couple times yeah um like i said he's my favorite just because he's easy, he's easy to kill yeah um speaking of okay so speaking of you brought up healing and you know and stims and stuff like that yeah um I, I figured we could start talking about a little more of their all of these different complex fucking systems that they've implemented into this game because that's where the fucking bread and butter is of this game. Yeah. Right? You have the the entire like weapon cyclopedia of the entire world. You have like <laughs> so many fucking guns to pick from, all of these different variations, all of these different attachments for every single one. There's literally so many different ways that you can mod these guns that like no two weapon is going to look the same unless you're trying to build like the meta build, you know, with like the lowest recoil or the most ergonomics or something like that, right? Yeah, right. Other than that, pretty much no gun is going to look the exact same unless, you know, you and this dude just have the same taste. They got the same style, you know? Yeah, and that's, um, that's rare it's very rare to find somebody who's got the same gun you have in every way or with maybe one little variation. 
Right, where it's like, oh, he's just using a different optic than I would or something like that, you know? Right. Um, speaking of optics, there's a fucking shit ton of different different optics to pick from between your fucking your reflex red dot sights all the way up to like 12x sniper scopes and shit like that whole fucking slew of of different optics different reticle styles how they behave with different guns each bullet and each gun has its own different unique properties just like it would in real life they 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 have different bullet speeds, so that that affects your bullet drop. They have different uh, fragmentation chance, so it's almost like a critical hit. It has an extra chance to to break apart and do extra damage. It has um, armor penetration. They have your your flesh damage, your blunt damage. You know, there's and that's just for the ammo. Then on the guns, you have all of these different ways to build them with all of these. You know recoil reductions or aesthetics you know just making it look cool or you know um having higher ergonomics so it's easier to to handle you don't lose as much stamina it's easier to ads like faster to ads stuff like that yeah um and then you have you you have you have the the stamina system that they now have where you have two stamina bars you have one for your legs and one for your arms if you're aiming down sight for a while your arms get tired if you're running a lot your legs get tired but they don't affect each other which is really cool because now you can dead sprint, run out of it, and you start getting shot at. You can't, you don't have the stamina to run away, but you at least can get some steady aimed shots off, right? Right. Before you die. Yeah. Um, then you have the weight system, which is something that's actually fairly new. I think it's actually the most recent, like, big thing that they added. Um, because it was, you know, an issue people would bring in, like, these large containers that are meant to be in your stash to gain you extra room right you know weapon cases so you can fit multiple weapons in it instead of yeah. having them all your stash they would just take that shit into into these maps load them the fuck up and just get out they've they've stopped that so it's now like you have to pay attention to your weight and how much you're carrying right because once you hit a certain point now you're you're moving a little bit slower you're walking slower you can't run as fast you're losing stamina faster you have to take more breaks and then there's eventually that cutoff of like all right dude you're too fucking heavy you can you can crawl that's about it <laughs> right and 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 for that as well when you get to that certain weight point not where you're so heavy that you can't do anything but when you get to the point where you're like okay i'm kind of reaching that limit of how much i can carry not only do you move slower you're also louder which mm -hmm. is very important and that you don't want to be loud in this game you want to be very very quiet right there is so much information that can be gained just from hearing a couple of footsteps comparably to any other game like you hear you know call of duty like we keep bringing up you hear someone to your right like all right there's a guy to my right you hear a footstep to your right and you're like okay that can be third floor second floor first floor outside basement like there's so many different ways that it can be that like that information is crucial so like i think i heard something everyone stop fucking moving don't make a sound oh, until yeah. we hear something else which is like the, the joke uh, i mean a good friend of ours noah says he's like i'm not gonna play a game where i have to tell people what surface i'm walking on yeah. most of our conversations is okay we're all in this building i heard somebody walk on wood who is that on wood uh nobody's on wood right now and then everybody just quiets and it's like, right listen for whatever that is yeah no that's something. actually now that you brought that up here's another awesome thing that they do is there's i've watched a couple of youtubers kind of break this topic down yeah um it's their sound localization right yeah essentially every single surface has its own 
noise, right? Certain sound. You can tell when someone is on metal versus cement versus grass and dirt versus wood. And additionally, how the maps are laid out, you you're there's going to be a succession of sounds that you can then identify exactly where this person is, right? For example, right. if you're on reserve and you're going into a building, you have to go through these bushes, you have to jump up onto this wooden wooden ramp, jump and drop into the window, and then you have to walk through broken glass, right? You hear all of that and you go, I know he's on first floor. He just came in through this window. That like I know that. I'm from I'm in a different building or I'm at the top floor. I know exactly where this dude is now. Right. right. Yeah. And so that's, that's important. Is And that only I can say, because I don't even do that. So like, I can't tell that, like, for instance, like, if like you just said on reserve, if you're um, in a certain area, and I hear metal, and then I hear wood, and then I hear this, I am not well versed enough in the game to know where exactly that's at. That takes a long time to kind of remember and get down and not only just remember that certain pattern, but also to remember that when you're in the middle of doing so many other things, your mm-hmm. brain is focused on looting. You're focused on getting this task done. Maybe that you're near. You're worried about maybe some other gunshot you've already heard that's close to you. So to be able to pay attention to the fact of also like, oh well, I heard this pattern of sounds, so I know where this guy's at. That's incredible to do. I cannot mm-hmm. do that. I I can't. And that's very important. Like I I didn't even think about that in terms of localization and how there's sort of like a a pattern or a succession, like you said, of sounds where okay, I know this guy's on first floor and he just walked in through this east side of the building or whatever, you know, like, and mm-hmm. that's very difficult to remember for, for me, like, or to even realize in the first place. Right. Well, it's one, of, it's one of those things that sort of just happens as you play more and as you gain more experience, right? Like, for instance, I can even, I, I picked Reserve, which is the newest of the maps, so the yeah. one that me, people are m- most unfamiliar with. Yeah least familiar with that would be the better the correct way to say it english is hard Um, (laughs) whereas like factory for instance you know factory oh it's my favorite you have you have you have your admin you know you have the admin building with the office right and you have three floors yeah on one side you have broken glass when you go to the top of the third floor so you hear that and you're like i know where this fucking dude is the other side there is not so you are able to sneak up and and not make any sound if you go up the right uh, if you go up the correct side if you go up the other side you are walking through broken glass and people know that you are there right yeah whereas on second floor there's the locker room there is tiles that you walk over make a certain noise you go oh he's in the he's in the bathroom on second floor i know that immediately right yeah. like off the top of my head i heard that tile sound that's the only place that he can be at and then you hear metal and you're like, all right, he just walked over the lockers in the bathroom. He is going this way to this way, you know, and now he's on metal. He's on that catwalk on that second floor. He's heading towards the extract like that. That's just something that like you you gain that knowledge just from experience. Yeah, just from going about it and kind of mm-hmm. looking through how it's going to go. Right. Um. So that is is another one of those, you know complex systems that they they have implemented additionally there is the health system your healing yes every single limb has its own health every single limb is affected differently by damage right if you get shot in the chest enough it can spread damage to your arms it can spread damage to your head it can spread damage to your stomach your stomach and chest are actually different health zones right you get shot and your stomach is no health whatsoever. Now you're losing your your water and your food, and you're going to die soon if you don't take care of that. Right. Then they have a whole bunch of different ways that you can heal your guy. 
and then on top of that, they even have surgery kits where like you can remove your bullets mid raid and heal your spot, you know, heal your wound up and shit. Like, yeah, that shit is, is, is just bonkers to me. I don't understand. Like it, it, it just, it's so ahead of the time, like at the game, like nobody else is really doing this and they have so much jam packed into this game that I'm just constantly itching for what the fuck is, are you doing next? Like, please. Right. Um, good example of that in how you were saying of the, the surgery kits, uh, just as a, you know, what I was thinking of when you mentioned that is when we played Arma, that's what, that was something new that we were able to do, right? We were able to kind of actually like give morphine, check somebody's blood pressure and do all that kind of stuff. Whereas Tarkov has added this in and not only like in Arma, it's simple as like looking at a menu, clicking a button and then just watching a loading bar go through. When you're doing this in Tarkov, and you have a surgical kit and you just got shot in your arm, there's an animation of him picking up this surgical kit, opening the surgical kit up, grabbing something out of the surgical kit. You don't see him physically doing anything, but you hear different noises of where he, what he's doing. You hear clips and snips and you hear like little bandages being wrapped and all this other kind of stuff. And then you watch him put away that surgical kit and now your limb, your arm or whatever is able to be healed again. Whereas if you do, like you said, you get shot in the stomach and now it has no health. That's uh, what a term we consider it being blacked. You can't right. you can't heal that with traditional med kits, or you can't um, heal it with other certain things. You have to use some sort of surgical kit to fix it, so that way you can then go and use an actual medical kit and stuff like that. Right. Uh, fun fact: you actually can see him remove the bullet in those surgery oh, animations. Yeah. So he pulls that. out. He pulls out like a, a I don't know if it's like scissors or something, and then he the second thing he pulls out is like a little players. And oh, if you really? watch, it makes like it's making noise, and then he pulls it, and you can you can see there's a little bullet in the in the tweezers, wow. and then he drops it, That's and then he moves to the next thing where he staples it up, and then he bandages it and shit like that. That's so awesome. you, there is actually animation of that. Okay, I've never seen that. Yeah, again, with, the more you know, <laughs> right? Uh, and with that being said, you know, with, with the, the those animations, right? When I started playing the game. There were no animations like that. So you could, you'd bring in one magazine in your gun, you'd bring in one magazine in your vest, and a whole bunch of ammo. And whenever you're running low, you just toss some ammo into the magazine and it's full. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, no. You have to literally sit there and pack every single magazine one bullet at a time. You have to hide in a corner and be like, please don't fucking hear me. Please don't come and kill me. I'm just trying to load up my mags for the next fight. <laughs> or. Or like you're in the middle of a firefight and you're like, I'm going to die if I don't stop this bleeding, right? right? Now I have to go and retreat, find cover, heal myself because I'm not going to have my weapon. I'm actually doing the animations of like, I got to bandage myself. I got to heal myself up. I got to take some painkillers. And then you can have your weapon back up and ready and you're able to continue the fight. Yeah. So like there's also that extra added element of to this combat of like, you know, when to do this and when not to do this, you know, when to attack this person, when not to attack this person, along with like, okay, am I even medically fit to attack this person, right? Do I need more heals? Do I need painkillers? Is my, you know, do I need splints for my broken legs? Right. Do, you know, like all of this other, do I need to find food and water? Like, there's a lot there's going just, on. There is so much going on. It's It's absurd. And I love it. That's, I fucking love it. That's a, that's kind of interesting that you brought up the whole packing mags thing because I think that's actually a very interesting to think about because so I know you do that. I don't. I've never mm -hmm. brought in extra ammo. 
I've always brought in, like, you'll bring in a couple of mags that already are full, but then you'll have, say, another 60 or 100 rounds left in, like, a little spot, like, in your container where you can then pack those mags. Um, right. I, again, I think this is also due to the fact of you've played the game earlier than we did. So, like, Julian and I, I don't think Julian and I have ever brought in ammo. We've always brought in 87 different magazines filled with ammo to use whenever we run out. So like yeah. we just keep running in with different mags and stuff like that, which I can actually see the benefit in your case because you're not bringing in extra magazines. So you don't have to spend money buying those magazines over again if you die. It's just right. ammo that you've lost, which I mean, that's obviously all dependent because it depends on what ammo you bring in because some ammo can be really expensive and other ammo is not. And also just in that same mm -hmm. regard, some magazines are very expensive due to whether it's the count they have, if they have 60 rounds or 80 rounds or the ergonomics, if they're easier to reload or they're faster mm -hmm. um, and things like that. So that's a, a very interesting thing. It's You can already see it's kind of like you have those early adopters who remember how the game was without certain animations. So they're stuck in that way or they're usually they're used to that way of going in and using just this certain path or um, this way of uh, combining ammo and things like that. And then you have the new players who are like, well, we have all these animations, so we know what's good, what's not to do in terms of like a firefight situation. Mm -hmm. So like, it's easier for, for me to just bring in six mags with all the same ammo instead of going in and bringing in three mags with 180 extra rounds to pack. Right. You can see I'm already being split that way in a, in a certain sense. Right. So the thing is, actually, a quick little discussion about this. So while, yes, that is definitely something that I used to do, um, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm stuck in my ways and, like, that's just what I do now and, like, I just right. bring in extra ammo. I think it, it's actually, in my eyes, a huge advantage, right? Right. Because when you look at it in terms of, like, your slots – a magazine that holds 30 rounds or holds 60 rounds doesn't matter. It's going to take up two slots right? In, in your in your inventory. That's for 30 rounds. You take two of those, you got a, you know, one extra slot or whatever so you can reload and shit. And then you put one to two stacks of ammo, which is 60 to 120 rounds. To, it depends on, like, we'll just go with the base AK, right? Right. AK ammo is, you can stack it in, in stacks of 60. Yeah. So for two slots with two, you know, two stacks of 60 round mag or 60 round ammo. That's 120 rounds compared to that amount of space is one magazine for 30. Right. So that's how I think about it. Right. Like, yes, it's got, you know, I have to sit in the corner and wait five minutes while I pack up all of my mags after a super intense firefight. Usually when you're doing that, you know, you're also catching your breath. You're trying to heal up your guy as well and shit like that. Right. It, it, it just economically feels like it, you know, in the game, in terms of the game, it, it, for me, makes more sense just to bring in like, you know, two extra magazines plus the one in my gun and then just extra ammo and I can just keep topping them off here and there. So, you know, shoot a couple of rounds, top it off once you reload it instead of just like six different magazines. And now you're running low and you're like, all right, I have three different magazines that have seven bullets in them. Like, that what is, is that going to do? I have to unload every single magazine, collect all of that ammo and then put that into one single magazine. So now I have one magazine that has half the, you know, half the amount of ammo I, I see what you're saying that makes sense because i can say uh as someone who comes in with six magazines that happens <laughs> you're <laughs> like oh you well because it doesn't obviously again this isn't like cod so you're not going to see how much ammo you have you kind of just have to go it'll give you a little symbol of like you have less than half you have a little bit more than mm -hmm. half or you're basically empty and 
that's fun when you're in the middle of a firefight and you start shooting and then you shoot four bullets and you're like, yeah, I'm full. And then you pull the trigger again and you hear that uh, click and you're like, yeah, ah, this is where it ends. Like this is, this is my downfall. Um, yeah, no, I, I can see that though. That makes perfect sense. And I, I've never been used to that. So mm-hmm. I've always just brought in extra magazines with more ammo. And then I do have that fear though, even when I'm not running, even like when I shoot every single bullet, and then I go, oh, well, you know, I'm running low on ammo. But I look at that. I look at those two mags and I go, I only have 60 bullets left and I'm only, you know, 10 minutes into this raid. Like, right. I better kill somebody or I better just die. Like, I better figure mm-hmm. out how to go about this. So, yeah, no, I can see that. That makes perfect sense. And bring in an extra ammo. Right. Um, let's see. What else is there? So there is... I'm trying to think of the other systems that are implemented right now versus what ones are going to be coming in the future. Uh, well, I mean, we could talk about the skill system in a sense, like the the sort of like how you said the MMO RPG side of it. Right. Okay. So when in, in terms of it being like it's like a mini MMO RPG, it's kind of got that style. Um, it's like a light the, MMO or something. Yeah. Right. So it, it has that feeling of it because like okay, so once we we talked about the scab bosses, right? Those are like your your raid bosses and your you know your the dungeons and shit like that. Like right. you know, those are the yeah. main fucking baddies that are gonna take you forever to kill. Yeah. So that I thought was like a cool way to kind of transition that. Same with the the stims. Those are sort of like your health potions and shit that you would drink. You get an additional boost for however long and then, you know, and then it's done. Yeah. Um, there is also, I'm trying to think here. What is, what is the other one? I know that there's, there's one more point here that I'm trying to make and I keep forgetting kind of fucking up tonight. You're talking about like the, uh, like the actual skills you have as like. A, yes, thank you. Yeah. The fucking skill system. Yes. So there currently are a bunch of like soft skills that you can level up through, you know, throughout your play experience, or you can try to like focus on leveling them up. The whole skill system is going to eventually be reworked, but as of right now, it, it's sort of it. There's a no. minimal amount of skills. Yeah. And, but they 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 have their own purpose, right? Like your your rifle skill is, you know, how. It's leveled up the more often you shoot your gun in full auto. And then your character, not you, your character actually gains recoil control to the point where you don't have to do as much recoil control because your guy as a trained PMC with a high, you know, skill is able to actually adjust it himself. And now it's more of like a, you know, you don't have to like worry about this massive recoil like you do in escape in a, counter-strike it's just like it sort of auto corrects itself because your guy actually just starts to correct it and and now you're just you're you know you're in the middle of it right so you miss like three or four shots and then you're back on target yeah and that wasn't even you correcting it on your own that's your character doing it and that's something that happens very quick i've found even when i've been playing uh for the short time that i have of like i've gotten into plenty of firefights where i I overcompensate because I'm used to playing games like like CS:GO and I'm used to playing games like COD where there's this sort of this random generator of like yeah you're on target but you're moving so therefore you're going to miss this shot by a certain percentage or whatever but depending on what you're doing and in Tarkov it's very based again it's grounded in that reality of where that barrel is pointing that bullet's going to go so right you and that makes it it makes it I wouldn't say it's so easy but it makes it 
it makes it easy enough to forget that so you overcompensate for trying to aim on target and then you're like oh as long as i'm pointed in the direction and my barrels pointed at this dude i'm going to hit him it's right not like i have to aim on target be exactly on his head and then i'll hit it and maybe i have a chance to miss it's like if you're aiming at someone's head and they don't see you and you're perfectly still and you shoot you will hit them in the head there's mm-hmm. not some sort of like random percentage chance of just completely missing the shot and it going off you know far left far right or off too high or too low like you're gonna hit that target and as like you said i haven't no- i didn't know if it was just full auto if it's just firing in general and just kind of using your gun more but um yeah like to level up that skill is very important just like leveling up strength uh you know which if i'm not mistaken that increases your melee damage how much you can carry uh that kind of thing and how far you can throw grenades how far you can throw things exactly uh, and Mm -hmm. then you know stamina i think think also strength is like how high you can jump i think that Um, is too yeah there is like certain spots where like if you have a high enough strength you are able to jump up to this spot and then get to like this weird little crook like this yeah like an area this like little tiny area that's like really cheeky whereas if you don't have a high enough strength sometimes you need a buddy to boost you up to that spot or some shit like that right right um the endurance i'm pretty sure is like your stamina how much you're able to how long you're able to run how fast your stamina recovers and things like that um you were bringing up the you know the the weapon skills again there's actually there's your recoil control which is just increased by you shooting your gun in full auto okay and then there's also different skills for each different type of weapon so you will have an assault rifle skill you have pistol skill you have sniper rifle skill and the more you use those things those things you become more proficient with yeah yeah um and in, in, to to add on to that there's not even just from like using weapons like you said there's a magazine packing skill so at the speed you pack your magazines i know that there's a, a something mm-hmm. like that and and to to go uh just a bit like take a little bit of it off from the weapon stuff there's skills that you don't even think about like memory and attention and metabolism right like yeah all things like that very charisma i think is another one uh for training mm -hmm. yeah right and there's just this whole like whole other side to all of this leveling that you you don't even really pay attention to or think about until you really look at it and you're like, wow, this is actually helping me out quite a bit. Like this metabolism is skill. I've gotten it up so high now that it's given me, you know, extra percentage to not bleed or bleed out. Like, you know, again, like for instance, if you get shot in the leg and then you bandage it up and then you start running, you have a chance to reopen that wound and start bleeding, start bleeding again. Yeah. You're high and you have a high enough skill that will reduce that doesn't happen as often or you know your metabolism you're not losing your your water and your food your energy as often so you're not as likely to dehydrate or die of energy you know um loss and shit like that so they really do play you know they play enough of a part to where it's noticeable but not enough to where if you don't like grind those skills you're not going to be at a massive disadvantage right right yeah no I but agree. it is still noticeable if you do level those up you are going to notice you you're gaining that small advantage yeah which is uh, can in this game can make all the difference right the it, the game usually has like that low time to kill 
usually depends on like the ammo and the armor and all that stuff sometimes you'll put 60 bullets into someone and they won't fucking die that's my first experience with the game mm-hmm. <laughs> and then other times you're like oh yeah here's a 14 dollar bullet and i shot this dude in the head once and he died maybe yeah. that that was worth it right you know yeah. no maybe it helped me out uh in that sort of regard and um i was just thinking about like the skills and stuff like that as well i don't know if you've ever gotten them i know i never have but once you level up a skill to its max you get a certain little bonus um like i think with strength it's that uh you uh i couldn't remember if it was like uh there's you lose there's no penalty to doing something specific or if it's uh something like you get a certain bonus as to how much you can carry or something like that like you get a permanent increase to how much you can carry uh, but like i know from a ta- or uh, for stamina and endurance you get like there's no stamina recovery penalty or something like that so you you will always recover stamina pretty fast there's Mm -hmm. not any sort of delay um and stuff like that so there's not sort of like this again like you said it's not like you're it's so noticeable that like oh i gotta grind out my metabolism skills so i gotta go into raid and i gotta eat a whole bunch of crackers like it's not noticeable in that sense but once you get to that point where you've leveled up everything to the max you do get a very helpful bonus um, mm-hmm. that is not something that everybody gets because it takes a long time to grind those skills out like i it really does yeah it's not easy to do no not at all that's why i've never done it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i never have i just let them skills. i just let them uh level up normally um there are like certain tasks where it's like oh you need your sniper level level seven and so you're okay. like all right fuck yeah, i'm gonna go around and i'm gonna reload every fucking chance i get because that's gonna get me 0.01 percent of a point and if i do this a thousand times i get to level up once yeah or like shooting someone and and damaging them and killing them stuff like that that's gonna help increase it so it, it's you can target them but they also do just level up as you play but sometimes you may need to you know focus like i was it. saying yeah you may need to focus in on it because you know you you can't progress past this quest until you get that one done or even like um, that. Uh, even in a sense of the hideout j- doubling back to that there are certain hideout advantages you can't get until you have a certain skill leveled up like uh i know for i think it's the third set of lighting you can get or something like that or uh vents you have mm-hmm. to have your strength up to like level three yeah uh, yeah exactly stuff and- like that which makes sense because you're installing these heavy fucking vents into the ceiling. Like your guy probably needs to be a little strong to do that by himself. Exactly. You know? So it's not something stupid where it's like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta build this generator. Well, I better get my, uh, my attention up to, you know, seven, or I better get my metabolism up to five. Like it, it, it makes sense in the reality of like, yeah, you're installing ventilation by yourself. You would need to have more strength than a normal person to, to do something like that. Well, so again, like we've said it's all grounded in reality to a certain degree of you think about it from a realistic perspective it'll make sense in the game for the most part yeah Yeah. uh there are some things where you're like all right what the fuck is up with this and it's like okay but it's still a video game like for instance uh you break your fucking legs yeah just pop a couple of ibuprofen you'll be able to walk and run on them it'll hurt but you'll be able to run like no in real life like you break your fucking legs you're not going anywhere i don't know about you man i can do that no problem (laughs) i just just pop a morphine and i just i just keep going i just forget about it or uh (laughs) what is it there so vaseline is like this huge like uh, from my understanding like a russian meme right like vaseline will fix anything sort of like that um i don't know if you ever seen the chris rock special but he talks about robitussin 
you know like oh uh, yeah I've, I've seen the clip of that yeah yeah, where like you know, Robitussin will fix anything and everything. And if you run out of Robitussin, put some water in the bottle, shake it up. You got more Robitussin. You break <laughs> your leg, fucking pour Robitussin on it. Let it get in the bone. Yeah, it's the same thing with Vaseline in this game because at one point I don't know if it still does. I think it now it only removes pain. Yeah, where like it used to just like, oh, you got a broken leg, put some Vaseline on it, it'll fix it. And you're like, what the fuck kind of like you have this hyper over the top complex extra military style like game and you can put vaseline on your leg and fix a broken bone like what the fuck is this stop bleeding with vaseline that's why it's so right. perfect yeah no i think they oh. might do that with the golden star now or i think that might actually do the same thing as vaseline where it just removes it, damage right exactly it just kind of helps with pain it's sort of like a painkiller now so yeah it, it, it is it is a highly realistic game but it still understands and is able to be a game mess around with the fact that it is still a video game and there are certain things that like isn't going to happen in real life and you just need to accept that and you know move on with it like like yeah. i said breaking your leg if you broke your rate your leg in a raid and you had to deal with it like in daisy where you have to crawl and make a fucking splint and all that shit no. fuck that no no way. You know, it is a video game. Like, let me jump off of this fucking second story roof. I'm going to break both my legs, but then I'm going to shoot both of these guys in the back. And then, you know, once I heal myself back up, I'm going to, you know, hobble my ass out of it. Right. No. And, and that's um something I wanted to bring up when you brought up the, the splints and uh, just going like in terms of the medical stuff, there are different forms of medical kits and splints. So some splints mm -hmm. take four seconds and another splint takes two. Um, some medical kits will stop bleeding, whereas others won't. Some have certain a uh, higher percentage of points, and they also fix you know this, this, and this. But you know it takes ten seconds or five seconds to do that, whereas you know this one takes two. So mm -hmm. you, it's not only just this thing of like, oh well, I'm gonna bring in these because you know they have a higher percentage. It's like, well, you know that's cool that they have a higher percentage, but why are you bringing that in? Because you plan on getting into uh, a lot of fights. Because then you have to weigh that risk of like, well, I have this thing that could, you know, heal my guy to full a thousand times over, but it takes me 10 seconds to do it every time I have to heal a limb, which you can't heal every limb in one go. You have to heal each limb individually. So you have to weigh that risk of, okay, well, I could bring in, say, for instance, an IFAC, which is, uh, I, I'd say, I believe is considered one of the best you can get for bringing it in because it only takes up one slot. It's got mm -hmm. a good amount of points and it heals bleeding or uh, bleeding wounds and stuff like that as well. So right. it only takes what three seconds, I think. So it's like three or four seconds. Yeah, it's it's, it's really uh, helpful. It takes up a little space. It does. It has a decent amount of utility to like heal yourself. Yeah. As well as it's a pretty quick to use item. So you're not generally going to be caught with like your fucking pants around your ankles as some dude peeks a corner, right? You usually will be quick enough to where you can avoid that. Yeah. Where, as you were saying with like the, the medical items, like there, there's two different types of surgery kits right now. One takes a lot longer, is able to do more things and will heal your broken or your blackened limbs to like say 80% health. But takes 30 seconds to fucking do. Yeah. You know, whereas the other one only takes 15 seconds. Uh, but your limb is instead of 80% is down to 50 or 60% uh, yeah. of, of its maximum HP. 
as well as like, you know, it won't be able to fix any fractures like broken bones. Right. You can't fix that with this one, but with the one that takes forever and has much more utility, you can fix broken legs with that. Yeah. But once again, it has that downside of, you know, it takes fucking forever. And that goes back to not only medical stuff, that's also grenades. Certain grenades have a uh, different amount of range or they go a certain length and uh, have a different type of fragmentation and they have a longer fuse time. Other mm-hmm. other grenades, uh, as we know, as we've witnessed from our buddies, uh, have a two-second delay. So you hear that pin go and then one second you hear somebody go, fuck and then that next second they're they're dead they explode everyone's they dead and, yeah right they have no chance to react whatsoever absolutely <laughs> but, so like yeah that's a good thing to bring up so there's the there's new grenades that they added in that have like two and two and a half second timer uh, fuse timers yeah. they don't do as much damage but it's they're still quick. enough to kill a person yeah they're but it's just really quick right it's great at fucking room clearing yeah. You know, you're going into a building. I think someone's in this room. Fucking bust that fucking door open, throw a couple of Vogs in there. And if there's someone in there, they're probably dead. Yeah, it, it, even though with the like the smaller amount of damage, most people, again, I'll say this just for uh, meme sake, most people except for someone like Pestily will not have the reaction time to run out of that room and save themselves. Right. But you will typically... You yeah usually I'd say in, in any sort of room clearing scenario if you have a grenade that it even though it does less damage but that thing blows up in two seconds you're more than likely going to clear that room whereas if you break open that door and you throw in like an F one or an M sixty seven that's got like a five second timer right they have you know four seconds to clear that room and get out and that's arguably mm-hmm. depending on the room obviously that's plenty of time to escape oh yeah and, you're and thinking of, of like small dorm rooms you know like. A VOG is going to have enough explosive damage to kill anyone inside of that room. And so will an M67. It may even have more than enough to kill every single one in that room. But, you know, it's it's very situational, right? Like, you can't, yeah. you can't fucking Hail Mary a VOG. It's going to blow up in the air, and it's going to shoot fragments back at you and shit like that. But you can Hail Mary a fucking M67. That bitch is light. You can fucking eat that bitch. Yeah. And then, like, seven seconds later, you hear the goof in the yeah. distance. And even though it took seven seconds, it's like most of that it was going through the air. So usually you could account that by the time all those seconds go by, by the time it lands, it's already it's going to go up. So even that guy might not have enough time. So like right. everything situational, the medical kits, the grenades, the ammo is situational. Like we were talking about yesterday when I was going into a factory raid, I was like, well, what should I bring in? You said, well, for the shotgun, you could bring in slugs or you could bring in uh, bring in flechettes, but it really depends on what you're going for. If you're going right. for a longer range engagement, you'd want to bring, you know, that slug. But if you want to go in and get that penetration, you'd bring in a flechette and you'd, you know, use them again situationally. So even then, to a degree, I don't remember if I don't remember if you told me this or if Julian told me this, but I know you can in the little hot bar, you can actually pick what mags you want to load into the gun. So you yeah. could have a mag that's loaded out with long range bullets and use that when you're up on a longer range area. And then you could switch to short range bullets for a closer range engagement as you're leaving that kind of thing. No, oh, yeah, definitely. So that there is, there is a lot of people who do that where they will have like, say they have two magazines with like the best fucking ammo for when they PVP. And then they have an additional three for when they're killing this, the bullshit AI scabs. And once they realize that there is a player near them, they will load in their fucking Gucci fucking ammo 
Yeah. So they can take them out. Or if it's like, oh, it's just a scav. Here, I'm going to change my mag, get my bad ammo, and then use that. Yeah. Um, additionally with that, there is, you know, once again, situationally, it depends on like what ammo and what kind of gun you have and what you want to do with that, right? right. If you have an, a submachine gun that's not going to do very well against armor, you're probably better just trying to spray their legs until they die. Yeah. Compared like that, that is that situational awareness of like, I need to understand what I have and how to best use it effectively. It's adaptability. Yeah. Right. It's, it, it just adds even more depth to the game of like, okay, you know, I have this, you know, assault rifle, but I have bad ammo in it. This dude looks pretty fucking geared. Maybe I just sit back and I just, you know, wait for a clean shot when he's not looking, or I just full auto spray him in the legs and hope that that's enough to kill him compared to trying to just like put everything into his fucking chest. And he's going to be like, yeah, whatever. I got kill armor on like, fuck you. Like I'm fine. (laughs) Like that, you know, did did someone hit me with a fucking BB gun? Like what happened? There's, there's nothing more terrifying than loading up a nice, like M4 or a nice HK, even though it doesn't have the best ammo, it's got some pretty decent ammo and you light some guy up and he just looks at you and he's just like, really? Cause that happens. I, I mean, one of the first raids I did with you guys, we were in that little dorm room area and I lit this dude up and he just like some sort of alien just walked up in front of me and just popped me. Like yeah. didn't even wait, just <laughs> dropped me. And I was like, what the hell just happened? And it was, you guys were like, yeah, I mean, he had a face shield. It's like, I shot him in the face. <laughs> it's like, I don't care. It's a shotgun. It should have killed him. And you're like, no, it doesn't. I was like, okay, I don't really understand this. Right, and it's because he had the smarts to be prepared for situations like that, and you did not have the knowledge or experience to be like, maybe I shoot him in the fucking feet. Right. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't understand. Like it was, it took me a minute to kind of get used to that. And I mean, that was even when I did that with you guys. That was a, a year or so ago. I wasn't even into it. I mean, I really only got into it this year, like the beginning of this year. Right. It was right around patch point twelve. I think the, the... It was right before. Yeah right before so the the yeah. current the current patch the the main system of it yeah i mean because i remember i played a couple of raids with you guys i was like oh this is pretty sweet and then i went and did my first raid on my own which was like the actual first raid i did kind of understanding what i had to do what the mm-hmm. game was following a quest and kind of having a goal and then that first raid i had uh, you weren't there you had popped in after i'd finished it but i had jake and shane watching me and they were they were freaking out, and I didn't understand why. Because I was like, I don't know, man. I'm just doing like what I assume is the best. I mean, I went in with, uh, a, arguably a cheat gun. I went in with the hunter, so I had a very easy gun to use against high level players with good gear. Um, mm-hmm. And I walked out of there. I only came in with two mags, which, as I know now, is typically not enough. Um, no, you no. usually want to bring in more ammo. So I had 20 bullets total with this thing, and. <laughs> I walked out, I killed one level 40 player, I killed one level 20, I killed, you know, eight or nine scavs, and I got out alive, and I got out with a bunch of, you know, nice shit and some dog tags and stuff, and I'm hearing, you know, Shane and Jake freaking out, they're like, holy shit, like, that's your first raid, you're a god, how'd you do that? And I was like, I had no idea what I was doing. I only right. saw people, shot them, and then left. Like, yeah. that, and I need to adopt that goal set, like that mindset from now on, because now I get so caught up in like, well, what ammo do I want to bring? What what meds do I want to bring? Where do I want to go? How do I want to play this? I need to go. <laughs> you need to go back to that mentality of survival instinct of like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what I have. What matters is I make it out alive every time, which is yeah. 
arguably the most important part of every raid is to make sure you make it out. Definitely. Yeah. It is, uh, it's funny because there's actually like, there's so many different ways to play this game too. And there's so many different viable ways you have, you have your ultra chads who, you know, go in with the best of fucking gear all the fucking time, the coolest guns, the best shit, the best ammo. Yeah. Constantly just running down every single person they, they possibly can. You have, you know, now the, the rats who are, you know, people that try to avoid conflict. They just want to go in, make some money. They want to get some good Gucci loot and get the fuck out type of deal. Mm-hmm. You, have, you have exit campers, people that will let you do all of the looting and all of the all of the fun shit. They're going to sit and wait for 40 minutes until you walk to them. They kill you and then they just take all the shit that you got for them. Yep. Right. There's there's so many different ways that you can play the game. It, it's it's hard to say any one is better than the other, right? It's all about just understanding what you need to do and how to best approach those situations. But as I was saying, like there's so many like escape from Tarkov has had a recent surge in popularity, right? It went from like 10,000 people that play it normally to like a hundred thousand people that play it normally. Right. So big jump in numbers. And as people are doing these, like, you know, guides and walkthroughs on like you know for people who are new or constantly it's like it doesn't matter what you do right you get your task done and all you have to do is make it out alive however the fuck you want to do that you just your main goal is to not die yeah it's it's that simple right it's your main goal is to not die and escape from tarkov yeah every time and and that's a i think like there's no right way to play it like you said i think the right way to play it is to be able to adapt to know mm-hmm. when to go Chad mode, to know when to go rat mode, to maybe not be an exit camper that much if you can avoid it. Um, I mean, but again, that's something where it's like, it's easy to get annoyed at something like that because it's just a cheeky way to win a game or to get, you know, the loot that you want. It's it's it's, it's not like you can, and I, I am fine when people want to shit on exit campers because I do it as well. I just don't like the idea of it. But mm-hmm. again, if any area in the game is is, you know, off limits then that who's to say that this area isn't or that that area isn't you know it's right it's not like the exit of the raid is some sort of sacred holy area where you cannot shoot people if you're able to shoot people there shoot people there (laughs) you are not safe until you have officially gotten the fuck out so anytime you are in raid you are fair game that's simple I just don't I just don't do it. I don't find it interesting because I don't want to sit there for 40 minutes, you know. I don't want to sit there and wait for somebody. But I can understand right. if you know you got all the time in the world and you want to do it, it's fine. I get mm-hmm. it. I'm not going to I'm I'm going to I'm going to bitch at you. I'm going to call you names, but like I understand it's your it's your way of playing it. I understand that. I mean, I'm a rat too occasionally. I don't exit camp, but I will sit there and I'll watch and I'll wait and I'll I mean, in dorms, I'll listen to people fight for 20 minutes just sitting in a room. And I won't peek out. I will wait until they're gone, and then I will loot the scraps. I'm not going to get out there because that's being a Chad, right? At that point, it's I hear gunshots. I got to go fight. I got to go get in that. I got to go win. I got to get the kills and stuff like that. Right. I'm not that. I'm not that much of a Chad. I'm more of it going into that rat mode of, okay, these people are fighting. I'll let whatever happens happens, and then I'll go check and see what I want or if there's anything for me to pick up, and then I'll get out. No, it's all about the uh, you, you let the fight happen. This is the true rat way, right? You, the true yeah. rat way. 
you let the fight happen and you wait until they start looting and they're picking up all of their winnings and that's when you fucking peek them right like yeah. you open the door as soon as like you hear them rustling around for a minute or so and you're like all right he's looting that fucking body he's searching through the backpack now i open the door i run out and i fucking spray this dude down hope that there's not multiples yeah. and hopefully you now have two dead people to loot right yeah no that's that's definitely like i i haven't graduated from rat school to that level yet of, <laughs> of like being confident to walk out there because i mean i i remember doing that and i was listening to this insane firefight you know like just so many different guns being fired grenades going off all this kind of shit this dude you know this player whatever i don't know if he did it on his own if he did congratulations it was probably some sort of streamer who knows might have been aqua <laughs> and i walk out after this whole firefight happens it's all of rashala's minions they're all dead in the same room so i was like this guy couldn't carry all this shit so i'll take it i'll take it and then you know there's a couple dead players there so you know i was able to take it so it's like at that point you know it was a good raid because i was able to get out with more shit than i would have normally mm -hmm. but then there's that same like yeah that mentality as well of, like you wait until ass is up face is down and you just pop them right in the back and now you have you know yeah you got multiple people to take care of and you got this guy's all this guy's loot not just you know like the scraps from what he left behind that he couldn't carry right now you got the pickings of like yeah i yes. got all this shit now yes. you guys can have my scraps yeah <laughs> and i think that's important to uh to realize is this game's hard right this game's very difficult to get into stupid difficult such a steep learning curve so much to learn and even once you have a whole bunch of knowledge like i do you still get shit on yeah like... it's not easier or it's 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 easier in a sense of like you know what's what's good to do what's not good to do but you still have that same chance of like you might just get domed and that's that mm -hmm. um and i think that that's uh the the important distinction is that lots of games are hard this game is hard in its very own unique way but there is no comparison and i can say this like with 100 percent certainty there is no comparison to going into tarkov and having a good raid where you get a good couple of kills and you get out with a bunch of loot it's it's right. like it's like that's when it hits you and you're like oh my god i want to do that again i want to yeah. do it again and again and again yeah not a single thing better than that right that's when the real fucking dopamine starts going and you're like, you're like this what? is the best i've ever felt in my entire life yeah is this how my marriage is gonna feel like? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, don't know. I don't know i don't know if marrying the love of my life is really gonna top that moment when i killed that dude who had two decked out hks and all yeah. of his armor and i got to take all of it right yeah. like <laughs> and i and i got out with no problems whatsoever yeah and it's like you know right. you just wait until that moment you get married and you're like yeah it's all right <laughs> wasn't as good as getting this guy's loot but it was pretty nice it's like hey i heard you just had a you just had your third kid how's that going huh? i mean it's cool and all but like i don't know i'm still thinking back to that time when i naded that dude from across <laughs> the map and i stole his r700 and you know. <laughs> i got all this dude's good shit like that's all that matters i mean i could care less about anything else in the world yeah no that's definitely um yeah that that drew me into it that first raid like i said when i had that first raid and i had you know shane watching me and whatnot i i just wanted to keep going i i got out of that one i was like wow i can't believe i got out of that let's do it again and i did it mm -hmm. again and i paid for it i paid yeah. for it dearly for thinking that it was gonna be any that it was gonna be the same <laughs> right no that's that's the thing too it's like 
it's constantly just like shoving your face in the dirt and yeah. every now and then it like gives you a little bit of air and you're like oh my god this is amazing and then they shove your face back in the yeah. fucking dirt <laughs> yeah it's always a humbling experience because you always think that you're doing something right and then you get killed by somebody who's doing something better and you go oh yeah. i didn't think about it this way and, and you know it does take that sort of it's a healthy amount of arrogance to go i think i can kill this guy because there's usually a chance that you could do it and you could get that guy and you could get some good loot but there's also don't let your don't let that ego take control of it either where you go well i got i got this fucking awesome level six armor i can easily go and take care of this i thought that to myself once and i had level six armor the armor that they give you in the edge of darkness edition for uh you mm -hmm. know you get that uh, when the, the Ford armor yeah yeah when you get uh when the patch wipes and whatnot um I had that same sense as well, where I was like, I got this really good AK from Rashala because I got him in like my second raid of that of this patch, and I got his AK with the five five six like transition or conversion or whatever, and I was like, cool, I'll take my in my Ford armor and a really nice helmet, and I'll go in, and it was like, it's like that scene as in a zombie movie where this one guy's just getting mauled. It was me with like six different scabs, like not even <laughs> not even raiders, just like regular scabs with like shitty AKs. And yeah. there were just so many of them and I didn't have enough ammo and I was, I got killed. And it's like some dude took all that shit and he was like, look at all this, all this dead and all these dead people lying around. And it's like, I, that was my stupid idea of thinking, well, I got a little bit of ammo. I can easily walk through these guys. You can't when they shoot your legs and break them and you don't right. have any morphine to help you out or, you know, Vaseline or a golden star or whatever. You don't have anything right. to help you out with that. So, yeah, you're just, they yeah. shoot your fucking legs. You're stuck in the open. You're like, I can't move to cover because my legs are blackened and broken yes. and then you just continue to get shot from like across <laughs> the map and you're like what the fuck is happening oh yeah no it happens all the time i've i've mm -hmm. i've definitely experienced it yeah yeah there's definitely your your fair share of ups and downs primarily downs but the ups <laughs> are, are worth it right the ups like, are it, really high up it, it, yeah it's really high up and then you go really low down like, <laughs> yes start looking at your stash after like eight bad raids and you're like oh my god I got 30,000 rubles left, boys. I am on scraps. <laughs> yeah, I'm losing it. I can't do anything, guys. Can yeah. someone bring me in a pistol with a magazine for me, please? I can't afford it. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't remember any time in this year where I've had to have had that happen, but I do know uh, for certain when uh, I've played with Nick, he's definitely on that, on that same plane mm -hmm. of like, Hey, could one of you guys bring me in like a gun and some ammo? It's like you don't have any money. He goes, "I have two rubles." <laughs> it's like, how do you have two? <laughs> like, like, what did I've, you do? It's like I've played fourteen raids and I've died fourteen times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never in the game. I don't think I've ever gotten below a thousand rubles before. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, uh, and I hope it stays that way. But like, I understand. You know, you kind of you you gotta be it's it's kind of like an all-encompassing game right you gotta be a strategist you gotta be a really good marksman you gotta know when to attack when to push you need to be an economist when it comes to the flea market you gotta know how to play the markets like, right there's a lot of skills you need to develop to really kind of get the game down um mm -hmm. and this is all just with what patch 12 this isn't even talking about the stuff that they're gonna add in later you know and that's right jesus there's a so much amount, a huge fucking heap like, yeah like uh i think that's actually a good segue i think we've talked about enough let's move into some of that shit let's that is it. going yeah. to be upcoming yeah um so the first and main thing that i'm going to talk about is all of the different maps that there's going to be as of right now there are let's see there's customs factory woods shoreline 
uh, interchange, reserve, and the lab. Right. Yeah. So there are currently seven maps. Yes. Which is actually a lot more than I actually like thought about. Right. Like, because you you're like, oh, I don't know what map to play. Oh, there's not that many. It's like, no, there's actually seven very decent sized maps other than factory. Yeah. Um, all of them are actually really, for the most part, really large. And with a low player account, you actually have those moments of like, there's no one around, but I feel like people are watching me and shit. Um, they're going to be adding in, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, potentially up to eight more locations. Yeah, most or, recent one, or newest one coming out of Streets of Tarkov. Right. They said they're going to do one expansion to one of the older maps before they do Streets of Tarkov, but Streets of Tarkov is going to be the next map. Yep. And it is going to be stupid large, like <laughs> massive. Yeah. Because you're talking like this is like almost, it's not the actual downtown area. It's right outside of it, right? Like your midtown sort of area. Yeah. Still real close to the city skyline. You can see all the skyscrapers and shit in the background. Um, it's going to be big enough that they want to have, I think, a 40 player um, lobby for Which that map. Massive compared to what we have now, right? Because I think what oh, is the highest? It's like 17, 18 people. I think 14 is the highest. Oh, Jesus. I, can you imagine? Right. I think 14 is the highest, and I think that's either Interchange or Reserve. I think Reserve has the highest. If, I, if I'd be willing to hazard a guess on that, I'd say it's probably Reserve. Um, um, but yeah, no, you're talking 40. literally like double, triple that, right? Oh my like, God. Yeah. And like, you have enough trouble. <laughs> you have enough trouble with 14 people. Right. So then like, so the thing is, is that there's going to be these five to, let's say five to eight other maps that they're going to be adding in. Every single map that they have in the game already is fucking beautiful. All of them are so diverse and different from each other with these unique layouts. Like some of the older ones, you can definitely tell like, there's not a whole lot going on here. You can tell that that was like one of their first ones that they did, right? Compared to yeah. like the newest ones, you're like, holy shit, there's all of this crazy stuff happening. And then the fucking crazy thing about this is, is that they want to make all of these maps interconnected and make it an open world fucking game. That is that's going to be my, crazy. Yeah, that's my that's like one of my highest moments of like excitement for the game is thinking about like, can you imagine like right now we go into a raid, it's you, me, Julian, and like Elliot, right? It's a 45, 50 minute raid of us just going into reserve. We get a couple of good loot. Uh, we, you know, we loot some good buildings. We go into the bunkers. We have some PVP fights and then we get out. Can you imagine you do that and then you escape through say uh, the cliff exit and now you're in woods and now you have yeah. a completely different play style you have to go through and you have mm -hmm. to completely think you're carrying all the shit that you left or that you brought with you from reserve and now you got to go through there and you got to go to this side of the map and you got to escape and now you're in factory or mm -hmm. customs and you know all this stuff and it's right. like a two or three map excursion that's like a two hour long you know play time of just one raid right i cannot wait for that like please that's assuming like, you live every time which is very right, rare yeah. but yeah um so there, one of the cool things as well is that there's going to be like, you're not just going to be able to just nilly willy go to every single map, right? Like, yeah. as of right now, the lab is a super secret area. You can only access it if you have a lab's key card. Yeah. What they plan to do is the actual entrance for the lab is from Streets of Tarkov. So one of the things you're going to have to do is like, you're going to have to go into Streets of Tarkov with the lab's key card, make it all the way to the lab's entrance, and then get in, 
get all of the shit from there and then get the fuck out and then extract. Or if you want to go to Lighthouse, I think from my understanding, the train extraction from Reserve is actually going to take you all the way over to the Lighthouse. It's going to be the only way there, and then the only way back is to take the train back to Reserve and then get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, because I think that's what we talked about with labs is that you'd go in from streets, you'd go into labs, loot shit, and then you'd have to escape back to streets, go across the map of streets, and then go to some other extract to get out of the raid like permanently and go back to your hideout. Right, right. Or you, or you, you do, you go through all of that effort, and someone's already been there and looted all of it, and you're like, all right, well, instead of leaving, let's just head over to you know reserve, or let's you know move on to the next area. Like let's let's head over right. to shoreline, and then from there we can hit up woods, and then we can get out through customs and shit like that. Yeah, I cannot wait for that. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, because people um, think of open world, they think of what you know. You think of Red Dead, you think of GTA, which is this is like. I wouldn't even say like open world in the sense of there's still loading screens in between, but you're getting a different experience through every single like map, like open world area you go through. And like, like I said, you have reserve, which is a very uh, military, you know, it's a military base map. So, you know, you've got your long sight lines, but you have some good areas for some close quarters action. You know, you got the bunker area, you got the train station, but say you go down that cliff exit to woods, you better have some long range rifle because there's no reason that that MP7 you brought in or whatever is going to help yeah. you. You're screwed. Right. Like, so you need to either have an extra gun on you, pick up a gun from somebody else in that raid, or you just got to be real careful and, you know, really rat your way through the map and, and yeah. escape out that way. And that's exciting because that, it calls for a lot of different, again, adaptability on that player's part to be mm-hmm. able to go through each map and have a different level of like, okay, I know what I got to do here. I know what I got to avoid, that kind of thing. Right, exactly. Yeah. All right, so other things that they're going to be adding is, here's one. This is actually, this is one that is scheduled to be in the next update, in the next big patch, so patch point 13. Okay. And that is your armored rigs, and your your vests and armored rigs, and the ability to customize them. Oh. And when I say customize them, I mean, you're going to be able to actually just buy the, buy the, the, the rig, you're going to be able to choose what kind of fucking armor platings you want in them, where you want them. You're going to be able to choose what kind of like pouches and slots you want on them. If you want a whole bunch of of uh, two slot, you know, things or if you want to make a you know couple of big like two by two, like a big, you know, four slot square. Yeah. Or if you want them all to be like single slots and shit like that, you're going to have that customization. You're going to be able to do and, and edit and basically make these wrists these rigs and armored vests how you want them to be which is going to be awesome additionally you're going to be able to interchange these these armor plates so like if you get shot a lot in the chest and your chest plate is pretty fucked up you can just like in the middle of the raid if you brought an extra armored plate you can just take that out and put the new one in you're going to be able to repair them and buy them and replace them all separately and shit like that like that's going to be a really, really cool update. I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, me too. That'll be sweet because, again, it gives you so many options as to how you want to have your your play style be. So, you know, you could bring in a rig that's um, typically, you know, you'd assume is like, oh, well, it's for, uh, you know, some sort of AR. It's got a bunch of two slots, but you could switch that out and you could bring in maybe a couple of two slots and a lot more of a, a single slot, like little bar or maybe a four slot bar. So now you can bring in, 
uh, a bunch of single shot, you know, like a SV98 rifle with a bunch of, you know, separate ammo pouches, like mm-hmm. little little ones, not, you know, big pouches for like magazines, but, you know, just for single bullets. And you can right. have that. And then it has maybe a good armor plate, but it's still light so you can move quickly. So you're not going to be like a walking tank when you don't want to be. Right, or you'll have the option to have a bunch of big ass like two by two squares, and you can start drink. You can bring in three fucking drum mags and just go fucking ham as this walking tank dude who's just yeah. like, I don't give a fuck. I got a lot of ammo. I'm gonna shoot it all. Yeah, and you have a heavy, heavy plate, but it protects you a lot. So even though you're slow, you have a lot of armor. You have a lot mm-hmm. of ammo. So uh, you know, have fun, lighten everybody up. Right. Then we we don't we don't even need to get into all of the different weapons that they plan to add, all of the different weapon mods for those weapons that it's they plan many. to add. Literally, a list that takes up more than one monitor. Um, yeah, wow. Uh, a whole bunch of fucking ammunitions, both new ones that we haven't seen yet, and new styles to the ones that we already have. Um, new gear like night vision scopes that are not garbage there's even going to be like flare guns compasses your gps c4s um like you'll have claymores but they won't be like the tripwire ones they'll be like actual physical detonation ones so you have to sit there and wait to use it Uh, okay you can't just like set it up behind you and then willy-nilly like you know like call of duty someone just walks past and they immediately die no it's going to be like we're setting up this trap and once these once the squad of people go down this road we hit them you yeah know? well because i remember actually watching a documentary or whatever when they talked about an actual claymore like you know the ones you see in cod uh they were talking about these were like former soldiers and they were like yeah if you put a claymore in a house you are not near that house for like a mile and a half because that thing will tear that house down like so i could see it's like yeah if they're if they're saying you know like we said realistic but also realizing it's a video game if they wanted that claymore to have the power it has it's like yeah you wouldn't want to be anywhere near that thing when it goes off no yeah no, not i certainly all. wouldn't want to be but like yeah that's gonna be awesome having c4 i can't wait i don't i don't expect it to be something like battlefield but it'd be really nice to see certain areas that could maybe be blown open with c4 mm-hmm. so you could you know kind of have that coordination of Okay, we got two guys out, you know, by the front door. I was looking on the uh, page here, and I just saw something about a map called the Private Sector, um, which is like a high residential area for, like, uh, the upper-class citizens of Tarkov. I don't know if that's still planned. I didn't Um, even know about that one. Yeah, so it's supposed to be, like, it it seems like it's uh, it used to be, like, a refugee, like, staging camp, but it's become, obviously, a very big scavenger haunt. Um, because I'm sure, you know, being upper class citizens, probably a lot of good loot there in terms of money and, and uh, you know, Rolex watches, that kind of, you know. Um, right. All that Gucci, Gucci, fucking yes. bling, bling. Yes. I'm going to, my guy is going to be looking fly or yeah. I'm going to be stacked with cash because yeah. uh, I'm going to sell it all. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, like, I was just thinking about that in, in that sense of a C4 thing, you know, you go to a, some, you know, nice house, you know, a squad's in there. You know, you have a me on the south wall. I've got C4 placed on the wall. I'm ready to blow it open. You're, you and Julian are at one of the back doors ready to go. I blow it open with the more um, sort of systems they want to add. They want to add in, obviously, you being able to slowly open a door and peek it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I blow open this wall. You guys slowly peek it, throw flashbangs in there, shut the door, let it go off. You guys walk in, and now, you know, we take them out just like real, you know, Navy SEAL-style stuff. 
So right. it's giving you that. And that's what I'm excited for because I love games like that where you're able to kind of be real technical like Squad or Arma where you can really do it. But this game pulls it off in a way that feels very fluid and dynamic, which is the biggest gripe I have with uh, games like Arma where it doesn't feel fluid and it feels very... I got to scroll through this menu. I got to hit this button and then I got to wait 30 seconds and then I got to hit this next button. And it's too convoluted and complicated for me to understand. You know, you want it to feel fluid where it's like, okay, I press G, I've placed C4 on the wall. I back up, I press this button to pull out the detonator and then I click the detonator and it goes off. And it's same thing for you. It's two button presses to slowly open the door, throw flashbangs in and then shut the door. It's not right. some sort of crazy menu you have to scroll through to click certain things. So that's what I'm excited for with all these updates that they want to add with maps and weapons and customizable plates and all this stuff. Right. And that, that really doesn't cool. even scrape the surface with the actual base game content. No. Right. We have, I'm going to just start running through some of these because there's literally way too many to list off. And yeah. I just don't even understand, right? So you're going to have player, you know, you're, you're going to have customization options for what your PMCs look like and shit like that. Right. You're going to have an actual main storyline quest right now. The game is in early access. It is considered a beta. I think a good majority of the base gameplay features are there yeah. enough to where it could be considered a beta. This game is going to be, I want to make this very clear. This game is going to be in beta for probably another four to five years. Yeah. Right. You're talking the, the the scope of just how big they want and how massive this and complex they want this game to be. It's going to take time to achieve this level of like this masterpiece, right? Right. Um, compared to something like Star Citizen, where they have both been doing the early access and working on the development of their game for about the same amount of time. Yeah. And you can see strides of... I agree. The things that are actually in the game for Escape from Tarkov versus something like Star Citizen. It's like, well, we have a jail now. It's like, but give, what else do you have? You don't have well, a working a, game. <laughs> right. But we, but we have a jail, and you can go to jail. Like, okay, but like, make the game work first, then add that bullshit in later, right? That's what yeah. EFT has been doing. So Yeah, and um, I applaud them for that, especially for being a, a owner of both games. Seeing what they want to add <laughs> and how they add it is like, oh my gosh you know what you're doing whereas you right. see and they don't even have i'd say they probably don't even have half the money that star citizen has received from their backers like i don't even imagine no there's um, no way like you have yeah. star citizen where it's like hey you're gonna pay money for this game and then you have to pay hundreds to thousands of dollars for these games for these ships that aren't even fucking available yet we're gonna give you a little placeholder until we actually make this thing sorry whereas escape for yeah yeah uh and and noah yeah um, <laughs> whereas escape from tarkov literally there is no in-game purchases with real money no it's any game. any any in-game purchases with real money like off the flea market you're buying something from someone and you're paying them in real life that is cheating and you will get banned for it yes the only the only things that you can pay extra money for are your different editions of the game while it's in beta so the edge of darkness edition yeah, you and I both we have talked it. about it. Really, yeah, I, I fucking for sure have that shit. Yeah, um, it's a limited time that is going to be going away once the full game comes out. Once the full game game comes out, everyone and everything is set back to zero. This is just a. If you like this game and you want to help support the developers, we're giving you the option to pay extra money for it, help us out, and then we're we're going to give you some stuff that makes your life more convenient. Yeah, doesn't make you win, doesn't make the game easier for you. It makes it more convenient. 
For yeah. instance, the extended stash, uh, stash size, like yeah. we were talking about earlier, or we didn't even cover the secure containers at all throughout this entire episode. Oh yeah, no, we haven't. Uh, your container, your you have one little like secure container for your PMC, and that's kind of like your little bit of like your breathing room, right? Where like if you you can have something in there and if you die you don't lose what is in there additionally you can put stuff in there so like really high value items if you find cool keys that you need or money and shit like that you can put that in your in your container when and if you die you at least hang on to that yeah so gives you a little bit of like breathing room it makes it a little less punishing it's more so about convenience right like now i can you know, I have a bigger container, so I can have a few extra meds along with my keys, and I can have some extra ammo, right? Yeah. Compared to like, okay, you have enough room for a key, <laughs> a extra med, and some ammo, right? Yeah. And then you have like one slot left or something. So, like I said, though, it's about convenience, not about winning. Yeah. Um. So then, now that we've gone off on a tangent, there, let's go back to what the base game is going to include that they're going to be. There's going to be main storyline quests. As of right now, everything that we have is just side quests. Placeholder type stuff, yeah. Not even placeholders. Everything that we have currently is just going to be like side quests. Things that you can do additionally to help rep, you know, um, level level up up your traders and level up yourself and things like that, right? There is going to be an actual main storyline that's added to the game. There's going to be daily quests, a tutorial, thankfully. Finally. Um, one of the things is that there's going to be cultists, which is like another type of AI. They're going to be only at nighttime. They're going to be melee based. They're going to have like poison knives and shit. You're going to have to have like antidotes to, to stop it. Otherwise you're going to die really, 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 really fucking fast. Yeah. Um, let's see. You're going to be able to drag bodies. You're going to be able to execute people. Oh. Um, you're going to have, let's see here. Uh, you're going to be able to lock pick. You're going to be able to climb ladders and jo- and vault over things. You're going to be able to breach doors with like grenades and explosives. Um, let's see. They're actually going to be adding in animations to for when you're reloading your magazines. Oh yeah, cool. As of right now, it's just kind of like a little you're in your your inventory and your guy's just kind of doing it. You don't really see what's happening. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be able to heal. You're going to be able to heal other players. Camouflage and weapon paints. Hell yeah! Give me some fucking weapon skins. Please. That'll be cool. Yeah. Um, um, there's gonna be even more NPCs. There's gonna be army NPCs, uh, untar NPCs, debit cards for easy money storage. That ooh. one I didn't know about. That's actually really fucking sweet. Um, there's gonna be dynamic loot points, quests for your scavs. Um, there's gonna be even more like advanced weapon jamming. As of right now, that's kind of not really a thing. So that'll actually be cool when that does get implemented. Um, let's see, what else is there? Interactive environment. You know, like they're they've already done that, but they're gonna be doing that even more. You know, light switches, turn power generators on, and shit like that. Um, let's huh. see. Um, yeah, I'm looking at a couple here too that I'm interested in. I like the. Uh coughing and choking with smoke um ah yes that's really cool ability to kick and knock down people and i'm assuming uh well i mean you can already breach doors and stuff like that so that's already implemented but like the ability to kick and knock down players using bayonets um that'll be sweet um you have uh adjustable iron sights an animation for magazine reloading with ammo um 
oh like this will be very helpful the uh, usage of consumables while having a full inventory so you don't have to pick it up and have it in your inventory to be able to use it you can just pick it up off the ground and use it right away ah um, yes uh yeah free positioning of attachments um the nvgs and thermoscopes slash goggles will require batteries um cool don't want that <laughs> that's already enough work as it is um yeah this is cool like this is and this is all just more shit that they want to add right like like oh my goodness seasonal just... weather what yep yep there's gonna be different different weather uh systems there's gonna be uh new barricades let's see what is this that one's way too long i'm not even gonna bother with that one um oh glasses will have corresponding effects so like it won't be as sunny it'll dim that down if you're wearing yellow sunglasses everything's gonna have that yellow tint um, um things like that I see the one right above that you see uh the sounds of collision of weapons and objects against the wall from a collision with a character so that'll be interesting just like if you the, actually like run into your buddy or you run into the wall people will actually be able to hear that now yeah that's sweet um one of the cool ones so i don't know if i said healing uh and other people that would be cool yeah that's sweet. um just like dragging bodies like your buddy is down and he's like unconscious but not dead you might be able to drag him back fucking heal him up and shit try to get him back in the fight or they can't walk um, and they can shoot though so like while you're dragging them they can shoot back That'd that would be, be sweet yeah um one of the main ones that i've i've been interested in this one in a lot for a long time right and this is the karma system so currently there are two different types of pmcs that you can play as there is your bear which is a russian and then there is your USEC, which are US. Yeah. Um, they're technically supposed to be lore-wise fighting against each other. So if you are a USEC and you run into another USEC, you're not supposed to kill them, right? You're on the same team. Yeah. So eventually, this was something that they planned to add. Once again, like we don't know how much of this is actually going to be added. Yeah. This isn't. This isn't like everything is a promise. This is just what they want to add. Yeah. Um, but with the karma system, I remember them explaining this. What they plan to do is that if you kill someone from the same faction enough, right? So if you're USEC and you are consistently killing other USECs, then your karma is going to go up, essentially. Once you have a high enough karma, then there's actually going to be certain raiders and scab bosses and stuff like that that will actually try to hunt you down and kill you because of your bad karma or whatever. Wow. So I, that was kind of cool, right? Like it, it adds that additional um, effect of like, okay, do I want to kill this guy? Because he's he's a USEC as well, right? Like maybe we should be trying to team up instead of just everyone kill on sight. Yeah. Um, that kind of reminds me of the Raid series where their the YouTube series where, you know, they, in that, I think it was the third or fourth episode where they, the Bear and the USEC work together because they're getting chased by the scabs. And, um, I'm assuming that's, I don't see it in here, but I'm assuming that'll be added as well of like a, a uh, positional VoIP system. They uh, have been very iffy on if they're going to add VoIP or not because they they want that because like they want people to be able to like call out to each other and be like, hey, dude, like let's work together. Let's be friends. And then the other person might be like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Yeah. But they know what the reality of it, which is going to be just some, a bunch of, fucking 12 year olds just reeing everywhere throughout the map right <laughs> like <laughs> can you imagine that you're in like some building you're quietly looting you just hear people like screaming outside about absolutely nothing 
right like you just you're looting some little you know cabinet and you're in reserve and you hear some guy running around outside and you just hear him yell like jeffrey epstein didn't kill himself you're like what (laughs) the fuck right like what's happening what's going on out there (laughs) yeah no that i I can see that though like i get it yeah because they and i trust them again with that where it's like they look at it and they know how gamers are they know what gamers are gonna do they know Mm -hmm. how that all works so I, I appreciate that they look at it from that perspective of, well, of like, well, yeah, I mean, we want to add VoIP, but really we know the reality of what players are going to do with VoIP. They're just going to yell at each other. They're not going to actually, like, I'm sure there will be plenty of people who will work together in that instance, but they have to weigh that risk and reward of, like, is it really worth our time and money as a development mm-hmm. team to add that in if we, like, really look at it of, like, how are people going to use this? Yeah, so I, I get that. I, I think they had mentioned that they wanted to, they had said initially that they wanted to add it. And then they were like, all right, guys, we don't know if we're going to add it because y'all be fucking up all the time. Um, (laughs) And so I, I think recently they said that they were just gonna, they were just gonna fucking do the VoIP and just see how it goes. Right. Right. Then I I, I can understand that. You know, it'd be kind of neat. I don't know how easy it'd be to do this, but you have USEX, and even though, say, you're on a, an American server, so everybody's sort of speaking English or whatever anyway, um, you have, you know, USEX to y- other USEX, they're speaking English, but if there's, a, say, you know, you and I are bears, and we're on, like, a St. Louis server, maybe in-game we come over as Russian or something like that, so you still can't, there's still some sort of barrier in-game. I don't know how well that would work, but... Um. I th- I, I kind of know what you're talking about. Yeah, if that and... makes sense. It kind of it, it doesn't really like compute well, but like I think that's kind of a neat little concept. That's something that seems like so far into the future in terms of a video game, though it doesn't really matter right now. Right. But, um, like I I I'm trying to convey that. Yeah. Like. Yeah. No, that would be cool if it like literally transformed your voice into like broken Russian or something like that. Yeah. That would be really cool. So, like, you'd still be talking in English, but it would come out of the character as this, like, broken Russian English that's, like, not quite there, but you can sort of piece it together and be like, all right, I think I understand what this guy wants to do. Right. Um, yeah. They had they did talk about adding in broken English for the Bears, but with their current um, system, right? So, like, now, right now, they have, they have, like, you know, your F1 through F12 keys that you can set up with a whole bunch of different actual voice lines. Yeah. Um, the USEX are in English, and the bears are in Russian. So, you have no idea what the fuck you're saying. Even if you're a bear talking to another bear, a lot of people are not Russian, and... <laughs> Right, like there's there, there's significantly more people who aren't Russian yeah. than who are Russian, right? Yeah. Um, so there is that, you know, they did want to try and add in that broken English. So that way, if you are a bear, you can try to communicate and work together with other bears if you don't speak Russian or yeah. like other USEX in the game and shit like that. So we'll That's have to see really if cool. they actually do that. They said that they had planned to do that. So you know, hopefully, it'll be coming at some point. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much it other than so there is actually going to be some dlc for the game but not a whole lot and it's kind of i don't even know if you would consider it like it is dlc but it, it it's not meant to do to be anything that helps like divide the player base right the only thing that they have planned for dlc at this moment is seasonal weather so like snow maps for instance right right 
that's not really going to divide the player base. I'm sure most people aren't actually going to want to play in the snow. It'll be cool for a little bit, and then it'll get old, and they're like, all right, let's just go back to the regular game. Right. Um, Scav-focused DLC. So, like, you can have quests for your scav runs. You can have an inventory for your scav. It's almost like having another account. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. And then the only other DLC that they have is just expanded storyline. So just adding more story, just another big block of DLC with some new additional stuff. That's it, right? They, they're not trying to grasp at money here or anything like that. They're trying to make the game that they want to make, and that's what they're going to do. Yeah. And, you um, know? I think it's important as well to point out that you got DLC, and uh, there's more base game content, and with that comes more character skills, both uh, mm-hmm. physical, combat, and practical. Um, and uh, along with that, I think we can talk about this all as a whole. There's also special skills. Those are unique to... Uh, whoever, whatever faction you're a part of. So bears, Russians have uh, a skill for AK systems and authority and raw power, but USEX have AR system skills. They have long-range optics, tactics, and deep weapon modding, which that kind of interests me. I wonder how that works. The deep weapon modding, that's pretty interesting. That Um, could be pretty sweet. Yeah, it it wants to further that, like, um, as of right now, there's really no difference other than, like, clothing and then a couple of weapon choices that you get when you pick tech or bear. So they do want to implement on that where it's like, okay, if you are going to be a USEC, USECs are primarily using, you know, AR rifles. Yeah. You're primarily going to be using that type of gun in that system, and you're going to have all of this available to you. Whereas if you're a bear, you're going to be primarily using AKs and other rifles like that. That is going to be your primary focus, and that is what you're going to have the most availability to you. So there is going to be that, like, you are going to have a decision of which one do you actually want to be and which one do you actually want to play with, right? How does it help you? And Mm-hmm. Um, how does it those, fit your play style yeah back to those other skills um like you said with the cultists there's in the there's the only physical skill i see on here is the immunity skill which i'm assuming as time goes on where you're getting stabbed by those cultists and you're getting that uh, poison and as you use antidotes you slowly build up an immunity from mm-hmm. what i'm understanding when i look at this um it affects the susceptibility to illnesses and the effect effectiveness of their treatment so that could maybe work both ways and that maybe it's somewhat of a better incentive for you if you get stabbed with a poisoned uh, knife, maybe to let it affect you a bit more as you build up a tolerance to it. Whereas if you get stabbed and you immediately use an antidote, you might build up an immunity to that antidote so it doesn't help you as much in the future. Um, ah, okay. I could that see. Could be really cool. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I like the combat skills mainly the revolver one just because i'm a big revolver guy when it comes to a lot of games i really like mm-hmm. that whole six shooter style i'm a huge red dead fan so like i love the six shooter i love that sort of um ability and in you know obviously modern games i like them too so i think it'd be really fun to be able to especially modify like i'm just thinking of modifying like some sort of 357 with like a speed loader like a speed loader, like some yeah. wacky fucking suppressor, like a yeah. 4x scope yeah. on the top of it, and you got do like, it. yeah, yeah, you, know, you got like this fucking buttstock with it too, and shit. Like, yeah, turn it into COD. Just make it this stupid <laughs> thing that just doesn't make any practical sense. But you know, you use it and it works. Okay, um, but with that being said, you can already do that in Escape from Tarkov. The yes. customization, the, uh, some of the shit that people come up with is in, is in crazy. It, it, yeah. it, it's literally mind-boggling, right? Like, I can't even speak correctly about it. <laughs> it's, 
like they will literally you'll just see like the randomest guns on like the flea market and they'll be like hey here's this ak for two hundred forty thousand rubles you're like why is it so expensive and then you look and it's like oh it's because they have seven different flashlights, two different lasers, and four different red dots along with the sniper scope. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? How did you even get this all to fit? And it's, it's just like a big fucking claw looking thing. Yeah, it's uh it's funny watching like uh streamers like clips of streamers on YouTube where they actually get a gun like that. Like I don't remember if it was Landmark or Pestley, but they had some sort of Mosin that had like seven different red dots on it. And yeah. they're they're using it and they're like every site makes sense and you're like no it doesn't it doesn't make sense you don't one, need all the one makes sense <laughs> yeah you don't need eight they don't really help you that much oh i love i love having like four or five different flashlights <laughs> and you turn it on and you can see the other person like you can see them notice like they believe in religion and they see god and angels in that moment yeah and then it's like oh no it's just some dude with seven different flashlights in my face that i can't at all you can't even see past those flashlights (laughs) because of how bright it is so it's like it really just doesn't work in your favor but i mean you could argue it does but it's easier for the person who's getting like that flashlight shown on them because they're like just shoot where the light is at whereas like you you don't know (laughs) that anything's over there in the first place right it's too bright and you're actually washing out what you're trying to see and you're like i can't see them it's too fucking bright yeah i mean so the the combat skills look pretty sweet i like a little bit of these practical ones i'm seeing um Mm -hmm. night operations silent operations clean operations i wonder what obviously i can understand night ops and silent ops i wonder what clean means uh if that's like a you know keeping your weapon clean or something like that or if uh i don't know what that would be there's a field medicine skill so i'm assuming that's uh, like you said the surgery uh like a like a maybe like a subsection of that where you're healing yourself while you're under fire um so maybe you uh have a higher chance of making a mistake because you're you know your character's adrenaline's pumping so as mm-hmm. you, you level up that skill he's calmer and and a little bit more uh, attentive and not as stressed in that sort of scenario um this all looks so interesting and it's just it's incredible to think of like man we already have a pretty sweet game right now imagine when they add in mortars and you know uh under barrel grenade launchers launchers themselves custom hand guards the the ability to change your uh you know your kit your armor rig and you know are you kidding me using a bayonet that's awesome like that turns it into something so sweet give me a musket and i'm gonna put a bayonet on that shit and i'm gonna charge someone like it's fucking 1776 double it right Double back to the revolver. Like, let me put a bayonet on my revolver so I can just rush people and just like jab at them with it and just be like, "Yeah, I got you." Like, oh, here's something I miss: the open world is supposed to merge all of the maps and have up to sixty-four players. Wow. I mean, you're talking though, like one instance, like that entire map, sixty-four people actually isn't a lot, and you will still not run into people very often. No, you won't. You are looking for it, right? No, no. So that's actually yeah. really cool. Um, to move on from the skills, a few things that we missed that I want to hit real quick before we were done. Um, there's going to be you're going to be able to PV, PVE with your with your friends. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. There's going to be an arena mode that's going to allow you for like one to one one v ones, two v twos, and like five v fives. That'll be sweet. So, That'll be fucking dope. Yeah. I am super excited for that. Um, 
there's the possibility to play as a scav boss, right? Which that is fucking, if I get to be killer, dude, I am so stoked. I am ready. Yeah, you, um, you already know how to play him because you deal with him so often. So, you know, just run at everybody. Right. Um, let's see. There's going to be, they're going to be adding in even more traders, which is also going to mean more items to buy from said traders. Um, yeah. And they're even talking about having a trader who specializes in selling the lost items from in raid that were uninsured. Right. So if you don't insure your items or you don't get it back, there's a possibility that they, that trader will be able to sell it to you. Or you're going to start just seeing a whole bunch of other people's crazy shit that you're able to purchase. Yeah. You'll see what they had left over. I think uh, to reference that, I remember Julian was talking about how they were thinking about adding in like Ragman, who is a current trader right now for a lot of uh, chest rigs, backpacks and clothing and stuff like that. They wanted to give him, he was supposed to be like some sort of in raid trader. So you'd have to find him in streets of Tarkov to get stuff from him. Oh yeah. No, that is, that is actually planned for all of the traders, right? Once it goes open world, you're going to have to go to the map that this trader is known at yeah, and go there to visit them. So you're going to have to go to Interchange to um, go to Ragman. You're going to have to go to Shoreline to visit Peacekeeper. You're going to have to go to Customs to visit Prapor. Like, you know, you're going to have oh, to go. Man. I don't even know where Therapist would be. It, it would either be like, I don't know, Shore? No, maybe. No, I would... no, I don't know. Jaeger's going to be Woods. I don't know where, where Therapist would be. Fence doesn't count. Um, yeah, he's all over the place, right? Um right Mechanic but that would be would be where factory probably that probably. makes sense yeah yeah that would make sense for him to be near the factory um so yeah that would be really cool and i'm actually really excited for that too because it's like hey guys i need to stop at the trader we have to go through three different maps to get to the trader i need to go to <laughs> like this is gonna be a pain in the ass this is gonna take me all fucking day yeah like really we really got to do this now <laughs> like i got a whole bunch of good shit let's just go I wonder if with the open world you'll have special like you'll be able to select your spawn points or at least the portion of the map that you want to spawn at or if it's just going to be like a random like hey here's 64 people this raid just you know this instance of this world just started and everyone is just everywhere yeah I don't know I don't know how I'd feel about that I, I think it might be helpful to have at least being able to pick a spawn point relative in whichever you're starting out at right if you could at least be like i need to go to customs let me spawn at customs you know and then you can spawn somewhere random on customs and you be like okay i know where i am i need to know i know where i need to go and then you find your way out afterwards. yeah yeah to be able to position yourself in such a way where you like you have a okay well i have a three map excursion i need to do for all this stuff so to position yourself and what's the easiest way to get there so like you know um you go to lighthouse so you know take the train go to reserve find somebody at reserve that i have to find and then from there go to woods know to take the cliff down to woods and then go from there to whichever one to get to factory and then go home that kind of Mm -hmm. thing and uh have that sort of all planned out in your head so that way it's not just like oh well i picked these four maps i just kind of have a luck of the draw where i'm going to end up at right exactly yeah so we'll have to see how that works out but uh like i said super excited about that um yeah two more things to touch on real quick there's gonna be 
supposed to be two different scab bosses on Streets of Tarkov. Yeah, I saw that. And then they're talking about adding... They want at least one or two scab bosses per map. <laughs> as well as there is going to be two on Streets of Tarkov because it is going to be such a big map. Yeah. Um, and then there is... The next scab boss that we know about is going to be for Lighthouse. Well, we know about one that's going to be for Lighthouse, right? And he's going to be this like sniper dude who purposely hurts you before killing you. So he's like going to purposely try to shoot you in your legs and then your arms and then your head or something like that, right? He's going to try to make you suffer instead of just killing you. Oh, great. What a nice guy. Can't wait to meet him. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's going to be super, super, super duper fun. Yeah. Um, wow. All right. So with all of that, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, I was going to move into if there was anything that you would like to see changed about the game. Uh, the only thing I wanted to see as I'm looking through all this, we didn't. Uh, there's a lot of gear that they have uh, planned, but it's not really a whole bunch. We talked about it, like C4, GPS, that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. what I just noticed as I was going through is another location or sort, sort of like locations in current maps where there are poisonous gas that are contaminated by radiation. Oh, I didn't see that either. Yeah, it's under the location section. So that's pretty uh, exciting because, again, that adds more variety to it where it's like, okay, well, we got to go through reserve. It's like, well, you know, if we want to go to reserve to get to here, we got to go through this like little radiate irradiated area. So it's like, well, you better have a fucking gas mask. Right. Or if not, you have to go around it. So you have to now go up through this map around and then down and shit like that that could be really cool or you risk just booking it through anyway and you have something to help you after you get out you just take a whole bunch of stems and you're trying to heal through it as you're running through or some shit that yeah. could be really cool yeah um so what you said what i would like to see changed about the game now yeah where it's at now things that you would like to see changed or improved upon um or you know if there's things that you dislike that you want to see improved and shit i don't know yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, thinking about it now, I can't really I think maybe what I would like is just to have more information after a raid of understanding like if I die something like that. Um, but that's not that big of a deal for me. That's more of just a I would appreciate it, but I understand, you know, it's again it is still somewhat more of a realistic game. I'm happy enough now that I'm able to see what I died with and how. Um, I would like to see added on to that maybe something where it kind of shows me the the pattern so it's mm -hmm. like okay i got shot in my arm with this eagle nick round and then it went to my chest and then it went from my chest to my leg so i kind of understood the path the trajectory it went through so i can oh, kind right. of go oh, okay so this is what happened this is how i died so fast because there is a, a good bit of confusion where you know you get shot with a good couple of bits of ammo but it's all in like your arm but then you see that it, oh it fragmented to here and here and here and it's like well what was the order of how this happened so yeah, that way I kind of understand. Um, in terms of things being changed, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. Um, I think this isn't something that affects me that much. I know that it's something that bothers a lot of the rest of the community, though, is how the Mosin is. And I could uh, say in that regard as well, the Hunter, um, in that they're very powerful weapons that are also very cheap that can take mm -hmm. care of really high-level armors. Um, that doesn't very That doesn't bother me very much. I can understand it because... Some people uh, that are, uh, you know, that do this for a living, that play it for a living, that are streamers, um, they are fine with certain things being changed like that. A lot of other people aren't. 
Uh, and I would say that's also due to the discrepancy of that streamers play this eight hours a day, whereas, you know, uh, other people, they come home after a long day at work and they just want to play Tarkov and have fun. And it's kind of annoying for them to get killed by some guy who just has like a $20,000 rifle. Um, mm -hmm. I see where they're coming from. I'd like it maybe to be a bit more of like, say, a hunter is very powerful, but I would maybe like to see that it doesn't kill a like level six vest or armor in like two or three shots or maybe change the price of the ammo that does that so you have a hunter that takes out level four armor maybe level five with a nice bit of ammo or a nice uh round but if you really want to if you're bringing in a hunter you're still spending quite a bit of money to get the ammo for it to be able to do that um i'm just kind of thinking about it in a sense of like don't jack the price up of a certain gun uh, you know because it's like a hunter looking at a hunter it shouldn't be more than 30,000 or whatever it is, you know? It shouldn't be, like, some super expensive weapon. But I think because rounds are shared between weapons and it's not, like, like M61 rounds that are, really, that are like, the most powerful, they're shared with a lot of different weapons. Um, namely, if I can remember, if I'm thinking this correctly, that would also be a round that you could use in, like, an SA-58 as an M61. Yeah. So, like... Mm -hmm. I think that it's important to, you know, you got to, as a game developer, I think you have a lot of different options and how you want to balance things like that out. So for instance, keeping the price the same of weapons, but maybe upping the price. And from a trader perspective, obviously you can't control prices on the flea market, but maybe upping the price or making it a little bit harder to come by in a uh, trader setting, like from peacekeeper. Um, like I said, that doesn't bother me, but I like to see more balance in the game in that regard of like, just for, uh as a stability reason um and but from from like my perspective on my own i don't want anything to change i only want more at it <laughs> right I, I just i really have no complaints in terms of a uh sort of like well i really don't like this like no i can't find anything anything that happens to me in that game that i don't like it's because i'm upset for five minutes because it happened and then i go oh you know it's tarkov it happens it, right Death, death in this game is is needs to be welcomed by everyone because there's no way you're going to go through raids not dying every time. You will die a lot. Like you said in the beginning of this, get over that gear fear quickly because if you spend your entire like raid paralyzed by that fear, you're not really enjoying the game to its fullest extent, mm -hmm. I'd say. But no, I don't think anything should be like changed in my opinion. What do you think? Well, um, before I get into what I think... I have some good news for you. What is that? They've already started doing what you suggested. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. They've already. So on top of like, okay, so we're going to use the hunter, for example, okay. which is what you brought up. They had actually added in new civilian style rounds that do less damage. Those are more accessible. They've changed like the M80s. Those are a little bit more expensive. There's a cap on what, how many you can buy from the trader. Okay. Additionally, you can't, the flea market now, you can only sell stuff if you found it in raid. So if you crafted it or yeah. if you found it in raid. So that means you can't buy stuff from the trader and then sell it on the flea market for a jacked up price. Okay. So therefore, the, you have a limited amount of, of stock that you can purchase from the traders and it's not everywhere on the flea market to where it's this super accessible. Good ammo is has been steadily increasing right i remember when i started playing the game m995 was like four or five us dollar per bullet oh my god now it's 14 yeah four right. or five dollars per bullet jesus that's cheap yeah exactly so like that 
that's some good news is that what you were talking about has already started to become implemented. That's good, um, yeah. Same with, like, they've been doing some adjusting so that way, like, the Mosin isn't overpowered. Or, the, you, you know, like, for instance, they increased the chest health. The so it's not a, yeah, so it's not a one-shot kill. Yeah, I right. remember that. So yeah. they, they increased it by five health, so now there is only one ammo type, which is for the the 762. Um, the for the Mosin, it's a seven and one sniper round. That is the only one that can kill to the chest with a single shot. Now every single bullet is going to be at least two shot. That's yeah, that's exactly so, what I, I like. Yeah, I like that mm-hmm. just for balance reasons, just so it's a little bit more of an even playing field for people. Right. You. That's what I like because you. Like I said, uh, I don't mean to take away your time. I want you to tell me what you think, but streamers are so lucky to be able to play this game all the time and they're able to you know really get into it dig into it and get through and and see everything so i can understand where it's coming from from people like for instance my dad wants to play tarkov but i can understand why it'd be a little bit more frustrating for him because he's like i you know got lucky getting all this shit and now i'm getting killed by some guy who's able to play this all the time and mm-hmm. it was a really cheap gun that was super easy for him to grab and just walk in, you know, with no armor or anything like that. And I walked in with some really good armor that I got lucky to get. And now it's practically nothing because right. I got killed by this one guy who just plays it all the time. So, like, just to, from a perspective of that, of, like, seeing, like, family members and, and stuff like that play it and then they get frustrated. It's like, well, I want you to enjoy the game. And if you can't play all the time, I don't think that should take away from your enjoyment. I think you should still right. be able to enjoy it the same exactly no i agree with that 100 percent um in terms of things that i would change i don't like obviously there's stuff that i want to be added so like it's not really changing it like yeah i would like to see like you know a replay system something where you can download your matches like a day later or something and just look through and be like okay how the fuck did I die in this spot, right? Because, like, I was pretty sure I was in cover, and then you're able to, like, view and be like, oh, this dude had a real cheeky spot, and he saw, like, the very tip-top of my head and just got a really nice shot or some shit, right? Right. Um, Other than, like, things like that, just cleaning up the UI, making everything not as clunky and buggy. Okay. And then, additionally, I would like to see some sort of system that limits you from using the same load out multiple times right okay if you go in with like super chad armor you know you say you know you're you're role playing as killa right you Mm -hmm. kill killa and you have all of his stuff and now you're going back into a raid like that right yeah you survive that raid i i I would like to see something like a cooldown like hey you have to wait you know 20 minutes to use this gun again because it's overheating or some shit like that so that way you can't just continuously keep running back this broken stuff over and over and over again it's forcing you to be a little my little more diverse and use some more of the weapons that you inevitably stash up in your inventory because there's been hundreds of times where i'm like all right um i'm not a big fan of this ak but i have survived three raids with it so i'm just going to keep doing it until i lose it right and then you just you're stocking up shit and it's like you know you, you near the near the end of the of the patch when there's going to be a wipe you have hundreds of guns you know tens to fifties of guns yeah yeah i know i know what you're saying you have a decent amount of guns that you never even end up using 
at all, right? It's just placeholder. You know, you yeah. have SV, SVDs that you don't use. You have SV98s that you don't use. You got HKs that look too cool and you don't want to touch it. It's your trophy. You know, you got SA, SA58s and, and, you know, your hunters and all of these pistols and all of the stuff that you never end up actually using because sometimes it's easier just to build a new AK, you know? Right. It would yeah. be nice to be like, hey, you've used an AK for three raids in a row now. You can't use it for you know, you have a cooldown of an hour, right? Something like that. Just something that forces you to be a little, my, a little more diverse in your play style. Um, other than that, I don't want a single thing to change. Battle state games. You guys do exactly what you want to this game. I'm going to love the fuck out of it. No matter what, right? Keep like doing it. Yeah. Just do, don't forget all the haters. Like everyone bitches and complains like, Oh, you're ruining the game. Even though it's still in early access, they make one little tiny change and it's like, Oh, it's the worst game ever now. Yeah. Chill the fuck out. Like relax. Let them make their game. If they're doing something that isn't good for the player base, the player base should respectfully tell yeah. them like, hey, this isn't very good. And here's the reasons why. And they'll go, oh, OK, I see why. Yeah, we'll we'll work on that now. Yeah. You know. Um, so, yeah, other than that, yeah. Uh, Battlestate Games, Nikita, my fucking boy, you do you. Right. Uh, and yeah i'll be here seven years from now when the game finally releases yeah me, yeah me too like i can and i can say i can agree with you on that it'll probably be seven years i mean we've been looking at star citizen for like eight and we haven't gotten shit so like to see that they are working on it every year and there's a new patch and it's got new shit and there's a new map and there's new abilities or skills or whatever like yeah it, it makes me happy because it's like oh people who care about their games that they're making aren't dead. Like there's, there's a, you know, ability behind it where it's like, no, we're passionate about this project and we're doing the work that's required and necessary. And we're making it the game that people want it to be. And it's like, they're succeeding. I would say a hundred percent battle state, Nikita, you guys are succeeding in, in making this game fun and enjoyable, even though it's hard as shit sometimes, but that's where that comes with it. But it's enjoyable because of that difficulty. Mm-hmm. and because of what you have to do to get good at it yep i i, yeah. I, can, I can stand behind that yes. uh battlestick games please keep taking my money do you and uh please yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> thanks guys um yeah i don't really know how much more i have to say on tarkov we've been here for three fucking hours i know yeah i don't have but much to say on it i'm happy i have to go to bed yeah me too uh yeah no it's a great should thing. i should i role play as nick and say something absolutely fucking stupid in the end no uh, no no it's not <laughs> we're professionals right yeah um yeah i think that about closes out for me i am i am all tarkoved out yeah uh, we, we had a little bit of a rough start not really uh staying on track very often but i think we got there in the end yeah we did i'd say yeah. so yeah no um with that being said, Evan, any uh, any social medias that people can find you at? Uh, you can follow me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash ev0n1, and that is it. I don't have any Instagram or Twitter to follow or Facebook. So, yeah. What about um, you, Matt? I, I mean, I have... I have Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and I don't fucking use any of it. You're welcome to follow me. Um, you can follow me at pbfreak42 on Twitter. Uh, it's Matt Grant on Instagram. Um, Twitch, you can follow me at pbfreak42. That's probably where your 
you'll actually see the most activity is when I stream every three weeks. <laughs> hey, man, at, it's a schedule. At best. At best. <laughs> it's a schedule. If it's every three weeks, it's still a schedule. Um, yeah, not, not too much. We also don't really have any uh, shout-outs this week because Nick's out here, and he's the one who does all of that shit. So, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just leave that for, for him. Yeah, he can do it in uh, post. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can just take care of that and post, right? Yeah. No, no, we can't. We you can't do that. That is a major issue. He'll, no, you can just... He'll overdub. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that being said, thank you guys for sticking around through this very long episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you so and... much. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah. Reach out to us. Let us know what you think, please. Let's have discussions about this game. Um, be more than happy if you have any questions or concerns, please send them to me. I've been playing this game for long enough. I'd be happy to share any and all information I have with you guys. Um, one thing about this game, it is definitely not for everybody, right? Like yes. some people are not going to have the time to, to put in and grind. And that is completely unacceptable. Uh, com- that is completely, completely acceptable. Yes. Unacceptable. <laughs> Fuck you for not playing this game. Though. Yeah. It's completely acceptable to, to not want a game like this. Please, as always, do your research before you buy. Yes. That's especially for this. Especially for this game. Especially for this. This is a very divisive game. I'm sure there's a lot of people who will just not enjoy the gameplay loop. And for those of you who it does look interesting, just please make sure you watch some content about it. Watch a couple of YouTube videos on like, you know, getting started guides and and you know some of the top streamers and stuff like that. Just get a feel and idea for the game. Because, once again, it is definitely not for everybody, but if you have even the slightest bit of interest in this game, I, without a doubt, recommend it, right? Yes. Like, I will I will tell my five, my fucking six-year-old nephew, like, hey, you're going to play Escape from Tarkov. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, you're going to play Escape from Tarkov, right? <laughs> like, I don't, I'll tell anybody and everybody to play it. Yeah. It's up to you to decide if it's for you. Yeah. So. Uh, with that being said, I think we should get the fuck out of here. I really need to go to bed. Me too. So uh, thanks for, for listening, everybody. Hope you have a good day, night, whenever the fuck you're listening to this. Whatever. We're getting out of here. <laughs> Thank take you. care. Yeah, take care.